to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. Noreen, I see you in chat. The chat is behaving badly, guys, if you're trying to get in. Keep refreshing the page. It should let you in eventually. Noreen, let me know if you can hear me okay. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to be here, you guys. I have been on vacation. As you know, we had Christopher Ryan hosting. And last week I was supposed to be – it was my last week of my vacation, but and I was in Wyoming. But I drove to the very highest mountain hill mountain thingy that I could find to try to get reception and I was able to call in which was really really cool so I was able to sit and hang out with you guys last week a little bit from a mountaintop in Wyoming I have to tell you that's my probably my very favorite 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 um, place I've ever hosted the show from all right we have some stuff to go through before we get started I'm still trying to um, make sure that you guys can hear me okay. I don't think Maureen has heard me in chat. All right, well, we're just going to keep going, and I'm assuming that you can. <laughs> the number, if you would like to call in and read tonight, is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you would like to call in and read, we have some things to go over, so I'm going to touch on those before we get going, so you kind of have a little bit of time here to get your pens and papers and notebooks and quills, whatever you write with, handy and ready, at the ready, at attention, because we'll be getting to our inspiration from the Inkwell workshop portion of the show in just a moment. But first of all, before we get to do that, I would like to remind you that if you're interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, you can shoot me a message on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, it's under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, New York, Los Angeles. Last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Shoot me a message. Let me know what you'd like to put together. You do not have to be a professional workshop provider in order to put one of these on. Okay? We all have something to teach, and we all have something to learn. So just let me know what you want to do. We'll get that set up. You can pre-record these on your computer so you can edit it and add some bells and whistles and kazoos if you want. And then you can send me the MP3 file. Or we can do, if you don't have a way to record this, but you would like to pre-record it, I can set up a conference call with you, and I can record it for you. Uh, we can do a combination of both. We can do live and pre-recorded. Whatever it is you want to do, we can get it set up. And it will be awesome, and it will be fun. And I do have um, two more weekends that I am not going, or two more Thursdays I'm going to be gone this year. So we'll either be doing having Christopher host for those, or I will be running workshops. So we need to get those workshops in. All righty. Before we get to our inspiration from the Inkwell, I want to take a moment and I want to thank those of you who stepped up and helped contribute towards our 2023 
Broadcasting License, our 2023 sponsors. Really, really appreciate you guys. We are in our 16th. You know, in October, it'll be 17 years. We're at 800 and something shows. Wonder how, when, I wonder when we will hit our 1,000. I'm going to have to do the math on that and figure out when we're going to hit our 1,000 show. We'll have to do something really special for that. Anyway, we've been on the air 16 years now, and we could not do this anymore uh, if it were not for the help of our listeners and our readers and the members of our community who have stepped up and really helped keep our show on the air used to be I could do this by myself, but, uh, you know, in the last 16 years, increases in prices and all this fun stuff, so I can't do it by myself anymore. So literally, we would not be here if it were not for these people. Those sponsors are Annabelle Ashire, Arnold, Dave Kuhn, my blue man, Debbie Kelly, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Jade Mist, Jessica Brooke with no S, Karen DeWitt, Kristen Riley, uh, Krista Jopek, and uh, also Krista Jopek's dog, T.S. Elliott, Lori Binder, Lynn Perkins, Martha Shefsik, we have Michael Emerald, Jimmy and Missy, Jimmy Ray and Missy Davis, Pineapple 16, I wonder how he's doing, he's driving his he must be really busy right now with that ice cream truck. That just makes me happy thinking about him on an ice cream truck. Rebel Jones, Rich Hathaway, Robert and May Ryan, Terry Galloway, and Timothy S.S.M. Milton. Melton, Melton, Melton. I also want to thank those of you who made anonymous donations in the memory of Melvis Douglas Johnson, Philip Kent Church, John Kays, Ray Neighbors, Rick Smith II, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, King's Cadence, and Dave Enough. I want to thank all of you so much for having this community mean enough to you that you helped me keep this on the air this year. Just really, really appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right. Now it is time for inspiration from Inkwell. Boom. <laughs> Have your pens and papers ready. We are about to go through this. As I go through the information here, if you do not get everything, don't panic. After the show is archived, you can come back and listen to the podcast and start and stop at your leisure and write down anything that you happen to miss. Oh, this is weird. What the heck is going on there? Hmm. Hang on a second, you guys. Strange happenings, but I will tell you what it is in a moment, but I just can't think in crisis at the same time. Okay, so 606, I see you on the switchboard. You are on there twice for some reason, and also you are not in the lineup. So 606, if you want to come on the air tonight, press 1. That will let me know it's okay. If you're somehow called in twice, it's really weird. Either that or I'm having very serious board issues. We'll figure out which one that is here as we get rolling. But I just want to let 606 know that. There we go. All right. So one of you, one of your alter egos, one of your personalities is in the lineup. The other one's saying, nah, I'm, I'm shy. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> All right. Same with you, 419. If you want to come on the air, press 1. All right. So where was I? Inspiration from the inkwell. Dun, 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 dun. Come back, listen to the archives so you don't catch everything. And uh, I guess that's it. All right, so the first thing I'm going to do 
And so we're going to jump right into your poetry prompts. So every week I give you a bunch of poetry prompts. Remember, they're like seeds planted. They're meant to grow into poems. And with that said, the prompt can be the title of your poem. You can use it as a line in your poem or a part of a line somewhere within the body of your poem, or you can use it for the general concept of your poem. For example, what if the prompt was war? You don't necessarily have to use the war to have your poem be about war. Okay, so the title of, a line in, or the general concept of your poem. Beyond these guidelines, what you do with them is up to you. We've got quite a few of them for a couple reasons tonight. So... Go ahead and uh, get settled in, pen in hand, ready, one, two, three, here we go. All right, your first prompt is, if today was my last day, and remember, I've been posting, every week I've been posting on my Facebook page right before the show started asking for prompts, so the majority of these prompts come from you guys, and it's been a lot of fun for me to be able to share that with you. Normally, I come up with all of them, but this week... uh, or last couple, actually last month or so, um, you guys have been helping with them. And it's been really, really cool and really fun. And we've had a, a lot of really fun ones and some strange ones. And it's just been very cool. So appreciate you guys helping me out with this. And, uh, you know, keep adding to them all week long if you want. Because the ones I didn't use when I made the list today, I will go back next week and go through all the lists again. So just because I didn't use it this week, if you put it in there, I may not have seen it in time, or I may grab it next week. So you can add those whenever you think of them, whenever you want. And they really help me out. All right, so one, again, sorry, number one, (laughs) if today was my last day, number two, dwindling history, dwindling history. Number three, where do broken hearts go? Where do broken hearts go? Four, choose me when I choose me five the meaning of zero the meaning of zero six broken crayons broken crayons I used to have a teacher in school when we'd go in on our first day of school and we'd have these great boxes of crayons the very first thing she did was make us dump our crayons out on the desk and break them because then we wouldn't, you know, get upset if someone used our crayon and broke it. And it just, I guess, it alleviated problems, you know, kids. I don't know, drama. But, oh, it used to make me mad. Broken crayons. I could write a poem about her. Seven. I read that all wrong. I read that all wrong. Eight. Lost in emotion. In emotion. Number nine. It's a magic thing. It's a magic thing. Ten. Ink-stained whispers. Ink-stained whispers. Number 11, many rivers to cross. Many rivers to cross. I think this one's a fun one. This one I, I thought up as I was going along. It's my pen has Tourette's. My pen has Tourette's. Now, I highly recommend that you google Tourette's because we all know the the you know the f-bomb uncontrollable cussing thing that's the most you know the the go-to mental image we pull up when we think about Tourette's right but Tourette's is a pretty fascinating 
pretty fascinating thing. I mean, you, if it, it, there's so many different symptoms. There's so many different ways it manifests itself. So I, I recommend that you familiarize yourself with that prior to writing this poem, okay, because you may think it's something that the normal person, you know, most people will think, write this and think about potty words, and, but I want you to go deeper than that. Anyway, so 13, fire starter, fire starter. 14, the things I used to do, the things I used to do, and these are my additions for the week, and they are from the graffiti pictures I took on my vacation, and it was pretty amazing. I found like this really creepy, I mean, I was supposed to be going, I've Googled thing, dispersed camping, you know, boondock camping, because that's what I like to do, and it sent me way up this canyon in Utah, and I was... 50 miles from the nearest town, if you want to call it a town. I mean, it was basically a gas station is the town. So it was like way out in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing else around it. And there was like these five big, huge brick buildings. Like, and it looked like it used to be a school or maybe, maybe it was a correctional facility or something. I don't know. But it had been long since done serving its purpose and had been left to the wilds and the kids had gotten a hold of it. It looks like they had had a rave up there. It was pretty awesome. Very, very spooky. Didn't camp anywhere near it. But I did go in and take some pictures. And the graffiti, I, I love graffiti, first of all. I'm a huge fan of graffiti art. You know, I don't get pissed off when I get stopped by a train, at train tracks, because it's like a five-minute art break. I just kick back and enjoy the show. But there was some phenomenal graffiti in there, and if it wasn't for the three people that showed up in overalls on four-wheelers and just sat out there staring into the building that freaked me out, I probably would have gotten a lot more pictures because, like I said, there were five buildings, and it was incredible. Anyway... There were some that I really enjoyed, some that I really, really liked. So we're going to use what they said, what was written in graffiti. We're going to use that for these last four prompts for tonight. And I have posted those graffiti pictures on my Facebook page. So if you write to these four, any of these four, post it under the picture on my page. Okay. If you do that, it's going to get you an extra credit point, and you'll understand what that means in just a little while. So this is an extra credit assignment. So number 15, your, your prompt number 15, born hated boys, born hated boys. Number 16, the shadow I feel, the shadow I feel. Number 17, I feel solitary when I'm with you. I feel solitary when I'm with you. And number 18, the rat king. The rat king. All right? So that is your prompts for tonight. I will be repeating those in just a moment and be posting those on my page after the show if you don't happen to catch them, or you can come back and listen to the archives and get them from there. Remember, you can write one poem per prompt. You can mix and match the prompts or use all, the, all 18 of these in one poem if you're feeling real froggy. I would be way impressed if you did that. <laughs> but there you go. That's those. 
Before you start, sit down and start writing to these, though, I really want to encourage you to do your writing exercise, which is your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. And you should actually do this any time that you sit down to write to anything, any subject. It's like, oh, I think I'm going to sit down and write about, all right, let's, let's, let's play with this for a moment, okay? What this exercise is going to do is it's going to highlight what, that what we do with before we write to it is far more important than what we do write to it. Our brains have muscle memory just like anything else. You hit our, our knee with a hammer and our leg's going to jump. You hit our brain with a hammer and it's going to say, ouch. But what if it didn't say, ouch? What else could it do? If it, you know, bang, bang, knuckle, stronger hammer. I am really need to stay away from abandoned buildings with graffiti because I, I think that I'm getting a little demented or something. Anyway, so what it does is it helps us get away from writing the typical, the first knee-jerk reaction we get when we hear something that inspires us. All right, so if we think of summer, you know, I'm sure that something blue or yellow or, you know, blah, blah, was, was, came up in your mind. But if you push away those things that jump up first, and dig deeper and look inside and explore under, you're going to flesh out some amazing ideas hidden inside of you, the stuff that's all hidden behind that fluff. You don't want to write the ordinary poem, write the extraordinary poem. So I think it's worth spending a couple of times exploring that and seeing what you find. So to start this, I want you to take the first prompt I gave you, which was, uh, if today was my last day, write that at the top of the page. And then, before you start writing a poem to that prompt, I want you to write at least six different ideas you could write, a poems you could write to that prompt. So don't write the poems. I just want to know six different ideas for poems you could write all to that one prompt. When you're done with that one, go to the second, go to the third, go to the fourth, all the way down to number 18 this week until you have at least six different ideas for poems that you could write to each of the prompts. Now, I guarantee you, you will not get through this exercise without something grabbing a hold of you, and you're going to be off and running with something. And it's going to be something extraordinary. It can't help but be something extraordinary. These things that I give you, these exercises that I give you, especially this one because it's repetitive every single week we do this, different prompts, these things are really, really important to help develop you as writers. I really hope that you do these. I really hope that you sit down and do these exercises like this. Even if you don't write a poem, at least do this part. It's more important to do this part than it is to write the poem. I know in our fast-paced social media posted up there, like, like, like world, that doesn't sound right, but it is. You're much better, it's much better to exercise than it is to try to flex without the muscle. All right, so do these exercises all the way down. Number 10, get all the way down to number 18. Have at least six different poems you could write to that one prompt and go. That's, that's it. <laughs> the next thing I want to go over is poetry for prizes. I finally found a name for our the the drawings that we do, the drawings that I've been doing and the prizes we've been giving away. It's called, we are, it is called our Poetry for Prizes event. And I was doing them every month, but sometimes you all are a little bit slow getting going. So I'm uh, 
running these every couple months and running them for a little bit longer so everybody gets a chance because not everybody's here every single week. We have lives, folks. I know this. So I want to make sure everybody has a chance to get involved. So our Poetry for Prizes thing that we're doing this month for the month of July is actually it was for June and July. No, July. It was July. Was it July? It was July. So we're probably going to do this July and August. I think I may push it through a couple of extra weeks. Maybe not all the way through August, but at least a couple of extra weeks because I was gone. And, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, a mom reminding you over and over and over and over again to take the trash out. You know, it just sometimes you need that. You need that little push. And I'm definitely, I have no problem whatsoever being that push for you. All right, so what we're doing in the month of July for our um, Poetry for Prizes drawing is you're writing poems about place. Poems about place. And they can be written about places we know or we think we know or we want to know or remember those places we imagine. Um, they can be poems of the what I call the known home, the, the things that are familiar, places that are nostalgic, you know, deeply remembered, you know, your, your, your grandma's kitchen, you know, your backyard, the swing set, the apple tree, whatever it is. Um, they can be poems about places you've traveled or poems about, you know, on the traveler's path, the things you experience on the traveler's path. They can also be poems about the displaced or displacement written about, you know, lost places or even lost inside your head. Inside your head's a place, right? These poems often use the tools of playwrights and that means meaning poems of place can be they, they're written using like detailed scene setting in order to describe or portray place in a very tangible way and you know so when a playwright sits down to write a scene he'll you know elaborately describe the room they're in you know, because these people will be interacting with things. And basically that's what you're doing. You're setting somebody's brain inside your, your place and you want it to interact with the things there. You want it to, to be able to touch. All right. So your goal is to write with a vivid and pow- with very vivid and very powerful images in a way that's going to connect the reader to the place through your words, to experience it with the same emotion that you as the writer feels when you write it. You know, basically you're going to hold their hand, point out everything, explain what you feel, make them feel it too, pull them into the poem with you, and let them walk beside you explaining and experiencing everything. You explain the experience. (laughs) All right. When you're done writing your poem of place, if I confuse you, Google it. When you're done writing your poem of place, basically just write a poem about a place, not about you, not about you and the place, but a poem about the place. All right. When you're done, I want you to post that on my page. If you post it on my page, and make sure you put something in there for me, poem of place. I mean, I'll find it if it's on there at the end of the contest. I go through everything, and, and I pull them all out. So, um, you know, posting it on there, poem of place, is helpful. But just post it on my page, all right? And that gets your name into the prize drawing one time. 
if you come and you read your poem on the air, that gets your name into the drawing two times. Now, if you post it on my page and you come and read it on the show, everything doubles. So now all of a sudden it's worth two for posting it on my page, four for reading it on the air. So that's six times if you do both that you get. So that's how the points work. Every time your name gets put in the drawing, you've got a better chance to win the prize. The prizes are amazing and made specially for you, designed especially for you. And that's all I was going to say about that. So anyway, poems about place. Get them written. Get them on my page. Remember, as food for our creative souls, we have been focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you're not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. You need input in order to have output. I always think about like Short Circuit, that movie. Need input. Need input. Stephanie, beautiful. Okay, anyway, need input in order to have output. You have to feed your brains. You are what you eat. This applies to your brain as well. You know, and that goes for experiencing things. Like, you know, there's, there's things that I experienced on that vacation that, you know, had I not been out in the world, had I not been there in the moment, I, I would never have that. I, don't, I wouldn't have that in my head to pull on when I'm writing about something because I wouldn't have had that experience. It's like, okay, I'm going to share this with you real quick. I'll talk really fast, I promise. So one of the things I did is I spent some time in Nine Mile Canyon where the Fremont Indians were over 2,000 years ago and then they just disappeared. Go Google it. There is, I, I spent a lot of time in this canyon prior to them turning it into, I mean, now you can scan an app and it gives you an audio tour. When I used to go to the canyon, it was nothing but a one-lane stage road, back road between Duchesne and Wellington, Utah, and there were pictographs. I, at the time I first saw them, I called them caveman drawings because I didn't know. There's pictographs and stuff like that everywhere, right? And I got a chance when I was young, when I was in my 20s, to be able to go out. I met the owner of the ranch. It was still privately owned. And I had a chance to go out and camp on the ranch behind the cattle guard where nobody ever got to go, where the Fremont Indians who were cliff dwellers um, lived. And to be able to experience that. And I'm not going to go into that. I'll tell you all about that later. Anyway, so one of the things that there's a place that's real special to me that I found my very first time in the canyon ever was a cliff dwelling that I can actually get up to and get in and, and stand inside. I noticed something this time that I've never noticed before on one of my past trips there. There's an, an, a natural shelf built into the back the, the cliff dwelling is built the back of the cliff is the back of the, the dwelling and there's a natural shelf built in there or a seat like a couch like a bench right? and I've seen that before because I'll go climb up in there and I'll sit in it and you know I'll drink my water and look out over the world and pretend like I'm time traveled and all that but something I noticed this time was the rock bench the natural rock bench that was in the thing parts of it were rubbed so smooth and shiny that it looks like they were varnished. Other parts were rough like a chalky type of a sandstone. I mean, it's very coarse, rough stone there. But where they had sat, you could tell where they had sat because it was rubbed so smooth 
that it shone and glistened and, and, and shined like it had been varnished smooth, like it was just glass where their butts had been. And that absolutely amazed me. And I don't know how I'm going to use that or how that's going to come into my head someday while I'm writing, but it's going to. And I wouldn't have that as a resource had I not gone out and lived. So we only get X amount of days, you guys. Go out and do something. Go out and live. Go out and experience something. That's just as good as reading a book. If you can't read a book, walk around the block, right? We all can't go climb mountains in, in the wilds, but we can all walk around the block. I do that every day with my puppy, you know? So experience things. Feed yourself life in order to be a better writer. All right. All right. So now, speaking of, as our writer's discipline, every day we strive to do what? Yep, write a haiku poem. We, uh, the one that I, you can write any kind of haiku you want, actually. The one I do is the American haiku, which is three lines with a five, seven, five syllable count. But I'm not, you know, I, I thought about that the other day. I'm always telling you, to, no, you write whatever kind of haiku you want. There's thousands of different kinds of haikus, maybe thousands. There's a lot. Anyway, each day go out into the world and find something worth 17 syllables. And... It doesn't have to be a great poem. It doesn't have to be a great haiku. It doesn't even have to be 17 syllables. Just write it down. If it's not 17, you can go in and take one away or add two or, or whatever you need to do later to fix it. But write it down when you're thinking about it. All that rushing from point A to point B, pause for a moment, find your 17 syllables, and write them down. You're worth that. You deserve that. Your muse deserves that. The world doesn't deserve every single moment of your time. And doing this one thing, and that's why it's called a discipline, because it takes, I mean, it, it takes, we're, we're so programmed to rush, 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 it's going to take some discipline to stop and do this. But I'm only asking you for 17 syllables every day. Go out. Your music serves that. All right? So do that. Awesome. Amazing. It'll change you as a writer in more ways than you know. I'm going to go ahead and run through your poetry prompts again because we are at the end of our Inspiration from the Inkwell mini workshop. I'm going to run through these quickly. Again, if you did not catch them, if you do not catch them this time, you can get them from the archived show by listening to the podcast from tonight. So one, if today was my last day, Two, dwindling history. Three, where do broken hearts go? Four, when I choose me. Five, the meaning of zero. Six, broken crayons. Seven, I read that all wrong. Eight, lost in emotion. Nine, it's a magic thing. Ten, ink-stained whispers. Eleven, many rivers to cross. Twelve, my pen has Tourette's. Thirteen, fire starter. 14, the things I used to do and my additions from my graffiti pictures, which are posted on my Facebook page and are extra credit. You get an extra point each into the drawing if you write to any of these poetry prompts or pictures. All right, 15, and the, the prompt is what the graffiti says in the picture. Number 15, born hated boys. 16, the shadow I feel. 17, 
I feel solitary when I'm with you. And number 18, the Rat King. All right, so that's it for this week. Remember, if you missed anything, come back to the archives. And that's it. I'm going to play a recording real quick. And then we are going to get to you, the poets, the piece that I have chosen to play this week is, oh, come on, such issues tonight. All right, so the piece that I have to play is called Triangle Shirtwaist. It is by Jimmy Ray Davis, the word machinist, and here we go. Come take a trip back into history. To 1911, New York City. Come see the cold, gray ash building. Where the top floors hold the triangle shirtwaist factory. See the young girls who work in this place. Trudge up the stairs to their cold sewing space. Jam packed together, cram side by side. To work by the dingy, translucent gaslight. They're lucky if they make three dollars a week. To help feed their families is all that they see. Jewish immigrants work. Have no idea what's coming around quick time. At 4.45 and not one minute, rag catches fire on the cutting room floor. Men dry with pails and a rotten old hole. Fire spreads to piles of unfinished clothes. Please become wild, they're screaming and shouting. Someone makes calls to the floors up above them. The top floor workers head up to the room. But the phone calls. Luckily, they'll make it on the fiery floor. In a foreign language, they murmur and breathe. They'll survive by escaping down the green streets their way. Meanwhile, the ninth floor workers are unaware. They never from the eighth floor down there with sewing machine oil great fuel for the fire by the time they see flames most of them will expire a lot 
large group of ladies in the Washington stairs. Only to find a lock on the door there. With their clothes and hair burning, try to find another way. The other stairs, freight elevator, rusty fire escape. The fire escapes overrun like ants, they all crawl. With the weight of a hundred, it breaks from the wall. The mangled steel ladder falls down to the street, and the bodies fall hard on the unforgiving concrete. In panic, some cram to the elevator cage. They jump, collapse the roof. More bodies are laid. Women screaming terror in the night floor window, but the fireman's ladder only reaches the seventh floor below. The fireman holding it, shouting one at a time. The girls panic, jump in twos, and rip through its design. The heat of the fire makes them jump to the street As people below stare in stark disbelief As the fire dies down their shrieks and their screams Someone yells this is all gotta be a bad dream but the bodies disagree if they could still talk. They're twisted and broken on the blood-stained sidewalk. Mass funerals held in Danbury Park. The grieving parents sing together until long after dark. They can't help but wonder their minds can't abstain. How many would be alive if those stairs had not been changed? The trial was held and two were accused. The owners whose workers rights they Pardoned by justice is blind bureaucracy. They were slapped on the wrist and allowed to go free. This tale of I've told as I stand in the free is true and in the end certain laws they will change. So once now and then, if I could ask this of thee, spare thought for the triangle shirtwaist tragedy.
That was Jimmy Ray Davis with Triangle Shirtwaist. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, you guys. So, you know what that is? Recording's done. Got all the blah, blah, blahs out of the way. It's time for you, the poet. So, once again, if you would like to call in and read tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. 646-595-3965 if you would like to call in and read. This is what you can expect if you are on hold. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 850 is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, even if I know and you know that I know that, that I know who you are, please make sure you introduce yourself because we have new new listeners every single week and we have people listening. We have 16 years worth of shows, guys. So someone could pull up this show 16 years from now and hear your poem, but you don't, they don't know who you are. All right, so make sure you introduce yourself. That's just very, very good form. When you are done, or actually let me take a look at the lines. Right now you can read two poems, two normal poems. If the lines get much busier, we may poem in a long poem or... If it gets way, way too busy, then just one poem. I'll let you know if that happens. If it happens on your turn, I'm sorry. But right now, you're good. You're good for reading, too. When you are done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. You want to make sure that people know how to come find you and get to know you better, find your work. And then please remember, this is vitally important, we have a mature rating. So you are bound to hear just about anything. I never know who's going to be on the other end of that line. Well, sometimes I know. But most like, I mean, let's pretend like I never know who's on the other end of that line. And I do never know what's going to come out of y'all's mouths. So that means just, you know, buckle up and be prepared for about anything tonight, with the exception of hardcore erotica porn poems. You know, we don't do bumping body parts, no tab A and a slot B. Other than that, you guys are good to go. You know where that line is. Don't cross it. I'm going to go ahead and give the first three callers so you have an idea of whether you're coming up soon or not. We have 850 followed by 731, and then we have 702. So this will be our first three callers. And I will keep updating this as we go on tonight. All right, let's go ahead and grab our first caller, 850. You are on the air. Hey, Miss Nala, how are you doing? Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you, sir. It is so good to have you here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, this is uh, uh, the Captain Rich, Dead Society Poet. Oh. Uh, I left the house this morning going to run into town to find a McDonald's with a working ice cream machine. Now I'm in the middle of a cornfield in Illinois. So I took a wrong <laughs> turn somewhere. One time but, I left uh, the house to go buy orange juice when I was in Oregon. I, and I went to get orange juice at the store and I ended up in Colorado. So I get you. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. No, I left this this morning. I'm... Uh, uh, I got a I've got a hotel in uh in Bloomington. Uh we'll stay there tonight and I'll make the rest of the trip into uh Stevens Point, Wisconsin tomorrow. We got a little function this weekend and then we are headed up to a cabin on the Jump River for this week and uh in the northern Wisconsin. So I'm on 
I'm gonna be I'm gonna be unplugged and kind of checked out there for a little bit. But uh, you have so much fun. Oh, well, I, I kind of I I took a break. I put it out on my social media. Oh, yesterday and the day before, and I'm just kind of I, I'm worn out from as you well know, prompting gets tired. Of you know, I run three prompts on Twitter, and it just it you get you get you kind of I, I kind of get fried, you know, after a while, and I just have to like look, guys. I'll you can borrow some weeks. of my prompts. If you ever get short on prompts, you can borrow some of mine. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've I've already borrowed a few and it kind of tweaked them a little bit, but I've, well, so it's not a direct copy, but I've already borrowed a few. Uh, Good. But uh, you know they've triggered triggered a thought into something else. But oh, uh, like broken midnight, breaking midnight, something like that. You know. Uh, mhm. Anyway, uh. You challenged me a while back to write something long. Uh, in the grand scheme of things, this isn't long, but it's long for me because, uh, <laughs> you know, it's longer than my normal little speed bumps I share. But uh, I've been kicking around this idea for the long time. It's, uh, if anyone's never lived down south, uh the idea of not having air conditioning in your house is probably, you probably can't even get your head around. I have friends that don't have AC, but they live, you know, way north. So if anyone has ever lived in the southern part of the U.S. and you didn't have AC in your house, I didn't have AC until I was 12 years old. Uh, and I've been trying to think of a way to work this into, uh, I lived with my grandpa until I was 12, and, you know, he didn't have, he didn't have AC, and, uh, so I wrote this thing, and, uh, geniusly named it Hot House. I stood in the road and watched him drive away, a child left to that hot house, threads of hope frayed like my hand, hand hand-me-down clothes, as that truck faded from sight. School was out and songbirds summoned lightning from summer storms while cicadas screamed bloody damn murder. You eat dinner on the porch when the moon is your only, when the cold moon is your only relief. I got lost in the woods more times than I can count, snakes and yellow jackets taking the place of a mother's hug that couldn't be found. And now these old hands, much like the ones that kept me alive back then, recount the nagging complexities of a tired existence, strangling my pen until the words leak out. A father's reflection plagues my mirror, and goddamn, I hate it. But I do manage to find a little reverence for those simpler days. They sucked, but they were simple. I had my dog, and he never left my side, and I still miss him. And, of course, I miss the old man. I just don't miss the pain or that goddamn hothouse. By the way, the dog's name was Hoover. And, yes, he was named after the vacuum cleaner. In peace. (laughs) A dog named Hoover, is that true? Yes, yes. He was a Samoyed 
He was a Samoyed in some kind of mix. My granddad gave it to me. It was like a like my eighth birthday. I got him as a, mm-hmm. as a puppy. Uh, I have no idea what he'd last. He was a Samoyed in something, but he was the smartest dog I've ever had. Uh, glad my dog Petey's not in the car now to hear that, but uh, he, was, <laughs> he was a great dog. But, yeah, that's true. His name was Hoover. His name was Hoover, and he was named after a vacuum cleaner. That's awesome. I love that poem. And yes, it was long for you. I was in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I appreciate it. And uh, the oh, uh, let's see. I I had another one pulled up, and I just the phone slipped in my hand, and I just uh, let's see. All right, here's a, this is a little speed bump here. This is called Chaos of Words. Unlike the bones littering my closet, this chaos of words won't sit and wait. I fire them blindly like bullets from a hundred guns aimed at absent gods while this love keeps burning me alive in a hundred different ways. In peace. Wow. See, your little ones pack a punch, so, you know, that was awesome. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. You're very welcome, sir. Thank you, ma'am. You're very welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I, uh, 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 (laughs) Jimmy Ray's messaging me right now. Uh, Anyway, uh, uh, I'd love to hear, I'm real curious about your, uh, your archaeology and, and stuff, what all what all you did on your trip. But uh um, I've got to run in the store right quick, hopefully before the next one gets started. Uh, I am all my social media is Dead Society Poet, uh website deadsocietypoet.com. Uh, all my books, I have five books. Latest one is uh The Lonely in My Veins. And Oh, that's about it. Very amazing. Thank you, sweetheart. I am so glad you're able to call in and enjoy your vacation. Enjoy being unplugged. Leave the phone at home. Leave the electronics at home. Just go out and meander and wander and get your feet dirty and have fun. Well, that's that's our plan. That's our plan. uh, Very cool. Anyway, y'all know. Y'all have a good one. I'll be uh, I'll be listening in. Thank you, baby. Appreciate you so much. Okay. Remember to Thank write y'all. those poems of place and get them posted on my page. Yes. Okay. I'll 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 work on that. Okay. All right, hon. Thank you. Thank All right. Alice. So we have a caller from. I believe it's Mike from 731. You were in the lineup. You were our next caller, but now all of a sudden you're down at the bottom. As a courtesy, I'm going to check with you. I don't know if you took yourself out of the lineup and put yourself back in or had to call back in, but you are our next caller, so I'm going to check. So 731, are you with me? I am. The call just dropped for no reason, so I called right back. Okay, so you you do want to come on now? I do. Awesome. Hi, baby. 
Hello, you sound different tonight, today. Different. You sound different. Different how? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, about ninety-nine and a half percent of the time, you you're focused. Your your New York, Los Angeles, Alasaya. You're you're in character and everything tonight. You're just being you. You're, I don't hear you to do that very often. Uh, uh, you told me a story once about a ne'er do well son of a bitch that tore up your journal in in front of the house. You sounded different then. There was a certain tree you got out of your car to climb once, and you sounded different telling me about that. When you were under your mother's house <laughs> waiting to shoot somebody, you sounded different. I could go on a few more occasions, but you're, uh, oh, oh gosh, definitely when your sister first moved across the pond to live halfway around the world, you sounded different talking about that. You sound different tonight. You're like hmm. you're the part you're you're the, you're like the person that I know away from the radio tonight, and I speak to. <laughs> uh, I hope that's a good thing. <laughs> no, I mean you, talking about your the past two days, they must have had a, a tremendous impact on you and, and positive, and I'm so happy for that. Mm-hmm. It, it was positive. a very well needed runaway. I had a really good time on medication. I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you. It's amazing. I will tell you, though. I will tell you in detail a lot. (laughs) Right. Look at your messenger. Look at my messenger. I wrote wrote a new haiku specifically for this show. Yeah. Okay. See it? See there at the bottom? It's called Jackson. Mm-hmm. I love it. Do you see that picture above it? I do. That's a picture. That's that's Stephanie Borders in the middle and me on the right. And that's her husband with us. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. So is that where we, you guys uh, are? Were, no, no. That's where we were a few years ago. We met at a restaurant. Uh, there was uh she was going they were just going everywhere and she let me know she was in the neighborhood and several people from my MySpace world I had met in my neighborhood as they were passing through. I was sitting right in the middle of the country on Interstate forty. So if you're going east to west or west to east, here you are. And uh that that that's how they did that. And uh so read my haiku. Read my first of two poems. Read it. You read it. I want to hear you read it. Jackson. Meet me in Jackson, an I-40 corridor. Once there, let's do lunch. Michael Todd, 2023. Outstanding. <laughs> Stephanie wrote a poem uh, over a decade ago posted it on Facebook, and um, there's commentary there by different people, one of whom was uh, a fellow named Hank Irwin, and Mm -hmm. Hank Irwin was known on MySpace as Bushy No G, and uh, he planned to meet me on the I-40 quarter few years ago and uh he didn't make it 
that's when he had cancer. And he was going to come from his home, I believe, in Atlanta and go into Little Rock. He had some family there, and he was going to stop by. We were going to visit, but his health never let him make the trip. He passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his Facebook site is still up under Hank Irwin, uh, I-R-W-I-N. The poem that Stephanie wrote so long ago, 2011, when she wrote it, it's called Hello Darkness in Search of a Friend. There's a line in this poem. Watch for it. Listen for it. Everything's built around this line in this poem. Embracing it, I lie, searching for the life beat of a friend that once was mine. Okay, again, the poem by Stephanie Border is called Hello Darkness in Search of a Friend. Skipping across the lawn scattered with only the memories of someone I used to know the someones you used to know. Darkness so deep it illuminates the interior of nothing, waiting for stars to shine as I remember. Hollow, not a sound, not a beat, just the canister that fills my soul with everlasting nothingness. Hands pound the drum, skin stretched so tight. Ghostly is its appearance as I look in the mirror. I place my hand to caress the glass Cold and damp. Embracing it, I lie searching for the life beat of the friend that was once mine. For a moment, chaos ceases. Echoes of laughter, remembrances of heart. I reach out to open the door only to find it is locked once again. Always I come home accompanied by the dark. Undressing, I slip beneath the covers. Blanketed between black and dawn. Morning trumpets its arrival. I have yet to sleep. Cold bodies create no warmth. Recalling a smile, a funny story, sadness born of death, my quest, a failure, the search for brightness. I miss the opportunity, the reason to smile. Over in the comments, she gets one there from Hank Irwin, who she knows he. Hank said, and we carry on, hey, sister. This right got to me, but you probably know why, too. But it's okay. We have the fondness of the sweet while it was in the palms of our hands. I can raise him to my lips and still embrace the fragrance left behind. Stephanie responded to Hank on down in the comments. She said, Hank, yes, we do. And the angst is as powerful as those we miss. And life goes on. Hold tight to the memory of the fragrance. Hugs. If you fast forward 10 years, it's where I come in. reason why is because back then we were posting on MySpace and Facebook simultaneously, and I did everything MySpace first. I was the last person to leave MySpace. Stephanie was the next to last person. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But I said a year ago, predicted for so many up to and including me, 
The other side of a closed door is my own prison. Ten years passed and people who were in attendance are no more. Your exchange with Hank Irwin is priceless and prophetic. Where was I on this day? MySpace, probably. And Stephanie responded, Dear Mike, I have no idea how you found this today. I'm glad you came by. As I reread the comments, I was flooded with new memories. The memories, they're what sustain us. I feel sorrow when I realize how much Facebook stole from us when they deleted our note section. Now, just to finish the thought why I said Stephanie was the next to last to leave, just before MySpace was annihilated, I was still rocking and rolling over there. I still posted blogs and had a lot of people come. I still based Poets Roundtable out of there. If you want a Poets Roundtable and it wasn't one of the four or five writers, it'd come to me. Well, Stephanie hit me up one day and said, why don't we have one last poet challenge thing where we just throw something out there and see who plays? So we were going to do it. We were going to do it on Valentine's. And something came up where she had family come in, so we had put it off a few days. So we came back. I said, let's change it. Let's change it for all that you put out there for Valentine's, all the positive, all the wonderful things that were going to happen. The greatest majority of them don't. They crash and burn. Let's write about all the things that didn't work out on Valentine's. And we had like 20-something people present a new poem, boom, on the spot. And it really was the last MySpace Challenge thing. It was it was a big deal. It was her idea. She was the host. I just used, they just used my site for it, you know, because that's where the people do go. So she's a really big deal in the world of MySpace. What brought all this up? I'll tell you what brought all this up. Larry Cuxlin brought all this up. This is all on him, okay? And he has committed to me to come be on the show with you, hopefully in July, and talk about the old days of MySpace. And what brought it up with him is somebody died, and we found out about it late, and I'll let him explain that to you. But while you were away, he did have a day where it's just like, hey, MySpace folks, come over here and post something. And several did. So, I mean, he's into it. He has a plan. plans. And I told him if he would uh, if he would, would bring that to Speakeasy Cafe, I'd guarantee him a little extra time to read something new of his. So it would be all just reminiscing and old. And now I'm going to shut up. You never have to shut up. You know, do you know how many of these people we have known for so long? to be able to have that history. It's nice, even though we know most of these people virtually, isn't it nice to be able to tug on someone's sleeve and say, hey, remember when? Or, hey, do you remember? I'm here. I'm just listening. Talking about Hank, I pulled up his Facebook page and opened up messages. I've got messages to him going back all the way to 2010. He is pretty amazing. Made me very nostalgic, Michael. In a good way, I hope. Very good way. People we love. But I love I love how you wrote that in. I mean, 
you took something that happened, a snapshot, you took a Polaroid and turned it into a poem. And that's amazing. You inspire me in so many ways I can't even tell you. You just naturally do it. Hey, I'm just one of your minions. That was me making a raspberry noise. <laughs> All right. Anybody wants to come hang out with me in here and now, you can find me at miketodd.blogspot.com. It's M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D. My blog page will be 10 years old next month. 10 years old. That's crazy, isn't it? It is. It is. Wow. I'll try to remember it next month and do something from it. We should. Odds are off. For sure. Odds are off. I'll celebrate. It, though. Okay. Meet me, uh, meet me in Jackson. And uh, the I-40 corridor, and, and we'll, we'll, like, have cake or something to celebrate. Sounds great. All right. All right, baby. Step aside, make room for the real poets. I'll have fun. Thank you, Michael. Love you. Bye, hon. Love you, too. All right. Our next caller, where did Jimmy go? Where did Jimmy go? Jimmy, did I talk too long? Are you back yet? Let me double check. Jimmy... I don't know what you're doing, but you are our next caller. And you need to message me and let me know if it's okay for you to be unmuted. I'm just going to do it anyway. And I don't know why I'm singing and talking, but I am. Let me check. Hello. Jimmy, are you ready to come on? Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you fell out of the line. Did your call drop or something? Did your call drop? Uh, yeah, it dropped. Uh, Jimmy Ray Davis, okay. Word Machinist. Uh, welcome back, Nyla. I'm glad you had a wonderful trip. I did as well. I am glad to have you back, and I am glad to be back. Well, there you go. Two for one. Double shot. Mm-hmm. Well, I have uh, I have to say real quick, uh, Rich Hathaway, Dead Society Poet, uh, I, I don't know if he's still listening, but that was uh, that poem "Hot House" was. I, I for me, it was one of his best, and that's hard to say because they're all so good. Um, right. You know, picturing that little boy running through the woods, chasing yellow jackets in lieu of those mother's arms that he couldn't find, and um, it was a combination of imagery. Uh, so I can picture everything he was saying, but also the emotion of it. And today's uh-huh. combination is really good stuff, um, really, really extra strong from him because they're all strong. And uh, shameless plug time, I have a book in my hands right now. This is uh, Lend Me Your Fire by J.R. Hathaway. It's rich. So it's his latest book. I bought it, and um, I've would never ask anyone else to do it because we all have our financial situations. But if you're in the market for a good, solid book of poetry, uh, this is a good one to pick up. There you go. I need Shameless one, but I need it autographed. Uh, well, you can't have everything. So, uh, Nyla, we talked a little bit 
about your favorite series of mine. I think it's your favorite, but I know I know it's the close running because you're a big Abattoir sideshow Sheila fan as well. But of course, we're talking about Wildwoods, Wild my baby. Though you know that. I do, I do, and uh, you will, as I messaged you earlier, you will be mentioned uh, briefly in both of these poems. And this is kind of a treat. Uh, I didn't. Ha- I would have uh, read Butcher Brother. Uh, but you were on vacation, so I wanted to hold that. I wanted to save that for you to hear at the first reading. Uh, and then today, I haven't posted anything since I've been back. It's been almost two weeks since I posted uh, one of my videos, but and I'll eventually get back in the swing of things. But I am writing. I wrote three poems yesterday, new ones, and uh, I wanted to write this one today so I'd have it ready for tonight. It's uh, another Wildwood, so you're going to get a Wildwood double shot which would be kind of fun because it's um, even though they're not necessarily uh, have to be read chronologically, uh, it'll be kind of nice to uh, get a double whammy of what's going on there, some of the same characters mentioned throughout. So, of course, I have to get into character for most of these. I'll do my very best. So, Nyla, especially for you and everybody else who's a fan of Wildwood, this is Butcher Brother. Hey, man. You want to hit? Pills, dope, smoke? I got all of it. Whatever you need. Good weed, bad speed. Hell, if there's a wish and why, I can get you high. If you lived anywhere near Ashburg or the Hollow, you heard of us. Just two sons of different mothers. Called ourselves the Butcher Brothers. We ran the game at the Wildwood. No shame. Definitely nothing good. Bunch of pissants and fools. Mad about us selling when the kids got out of school. No sweat off my sack. We made ends. We made bank. If you ask me, we were entrepreneurs. Businessmen. Surrounded by, never say never, the kookiest bunch ever. Dumbass, goofy Stan, the maintenance man. Banging that strung out crack whore. Debbie. <laughs> Always looks sore. Dipshit Marvin leaning on a wall. Fucking with his basketball. That creepy old bitch, Helga, watching from her window, always watching, nosy as all fuck. And that uppity little girl writing her stupid poems. But Cheryl was the darkest, heart of stone, dead eyes and dirty lies. Tried to hire my brother, offered to be his lover. But I told Mark, leave her alone, lest he wanted a steel cell in a house of stone. My name's Myron. My brother was Mark, and I lost him years ago to the lure of the dark. I ain't no killer, man, (laughs) but I'd probably knock off Stan. Crazy-eyed idiot. Anyway, our last name is Buford. Fuck that stupid name. We were the Butcher Brothers. Drugs were our game. And I had a messed-up dream about that dirty motel, this clown telling me to come back to that place in hell. I'm going. Bringing my 45. If nothing else, I'll make damn sure that clown doesn't leave alive. Driving my Camaro after I rest a spell. Going back to Illinois to the Wildwood Motel. Info. I am so excited. I get goosebumps. Literally. You know, it's like you, you okay, the poem's over, and I know there's going to be more. It's kind of like watching. Uh, watching the um, Lord of the Rings movies. 
you know, and then all of a sudden it just stops. And, you know, you have to wait another year, year and a half for the next Lord of the Ring movie to come out. And it's like, you know, what if I get hit by a bus by then and I don't get to know the next one? It's the same feeling. It's like, what if I get hit by a bus and I don't know what happens? At the, I don't know who the clown is. I don't find any of this stuff out. I can't stand it. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, at the very least, uh, you will get the next one immediately. Um, okay. And as you know, we still have a few characters, uh, colorful characters, to bring back to the Wildwood. That's what's going on in the story now. We have to bring them back. And, um, yeah, that was fun to do. It's, uh, you know, I, I have to get into character on some of these because, and it's really neat. Me and you talked about it with the whole character development. But, you know, the first poem, it was, it was just a chance to touch very briefly on each character. And, um so now being able to just exemplify that and really round them out, uh, you know, get a little bit about them, but also their attitudes and their thoughts about the others. So we're really building to a uh, Nihilist-style crescendo here. You know, it's getting – I'm getting excited. What are you talking about? So this one I wrote today. So you guys, this is probably about the freshest speaking poem ever. Uh, in terms of how quickly it was written, this one is called, and you'll know who she is right away, Helga. <laughs> they, they probably think I am dead. Ah, but old Helga is still kicking, and she hasn't lost her head. That wretched place, so many secrets to tell. Lost is the evil of the wildwood. Motel. I close my eyes and see all of those cretins, like ants they crawl, back and forth, leaning on walls, but everything I know, watching from my window, like the birds will sing, I saw everything. That handyman stand, going to fix that horse plumbing. Maybe a stopped-up sink. Oh, I couldn't help but to sink. That's faking. That's faking. <laughs> Joke is on me, as he left high and dry. That poor Durschnitzer only went for the regular pie. Those vile Buford brothers, ooh, they hated that name. So I would say, hello, Myron Buford. Just the same. So delightful how angry he got told me, fuck off, old bag. I tell him this old bag would cut off his dick. I did not stutter or blink. He get the message, I think. Uh, Marvin was just punk kid, so I give, how you say, mulligan. Yet his opa had the hearts for me. His drool dripping from his chin. I not give even time of day. I would rather have to go with McKay. I remember that night that I saw that creepy frolline at the pool, naked as the jaybird's ass, so cold outside she looked blue. Cheryl Madrid was her name. She had my kinder she kept inside, but that night she suddenly looked at me with the coldest lifeless eyes. I do not frighten easily. But that was one 
lifeless beach. The only one I liked was the little girl. Geist-built, spirit-wild, such a precocious child. She was the only one I let into my room, sitting in the shadowy gloom, reading her poems, such a sweet little one, in her frilly blue dress. And I have to tell you, she reminded me of young Helga. I was poster child for SS before I knew what they did. I feel no guilt, for I was only a kid. They told me what to wear, and they did my hair. Onkel Himmler kept me sheltered until I was shipped off to an Arizona swelter. I have dreamed last night of that place, that town. What was it I saw? Why, it was a clown. Come back, come back. Now I ask you, why would anyone choose trip to hell? Yet, I will depart on a bus tomorrow for that forgotten place of nightmares, the Wildwood Motel. Oh, I really like Helga now. See? You've read that You're really well. Dan, Debbie, <laughs> not so much. Cheryl, what the hell's going on with her? I mean, we got a lot of stuff, a lot of questions to be answered here. I know, right? I'm going to laugh if the little girl ends up being the killer. <laughs> You'd love that. You'd love that so much, it's just not going to happen. I'll make sure of it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too funny. That was great. Both of those were fantastic. What a treat to come home to, Jimmy. That was amazing. There you go. And we have uh, within probably the next couple of weeks, few weeks, uh, we have two more folks to bring back. You know who they are, of course. Which ones are you bringing back? There's so many still. No, there's only two left. Who have we not got to? I don't Unless know. You miss them back. I'm coming back on vacation, Brain. You can't quiz me. What? You just said it. You're coming back. So you're one of them. I get my own poem? The spirit wild. She's part of the wild but lore. Remember I hate clowns, too. Do you realize how terrified I am of clowns? Like, seriously? Yeah, well, like, like seriously, real life, seriously, hate clowns? <laughs> They're so creepy. Oh, my God. Ugh. Ugh. Well, had to be clowns, go. didn't it? It's like Indiana Jones. Had to be snakes. <laughs> and don't forget that really mysterious, nameless man who lived in the attic. He's coming back to you. Oh, right. Yeah, who is he? Right, so, but, oh, we get to find out next week, but, next couple of weeks, soon. Uh, next when I when I when I write it, yes, it'll be it'll be aired here first. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go. But I want to uh, tell you, I do have a question for you regarding Wildwood. Uh, hit me up after the show or tomorrow, whenever you can. So I got a question for you regarding okay. that. I'm gonna need, I'm going to need your input, Stephanie. And <laughs> um, anyway, Jimmy Ray Davis. Uh, Thank you so much, Nyla, for having me on. You can find me under the name Lord Machinist on Instagram, TikTok. Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry is my poetry page on 
Facebook. A lot of good stuff going on over there. And um, now, what can I say? You're awesome. I love you. Thank you for having me on. Love you too, sweetheart. Thank you for being here. Thank you for those reads. I can't wait to read them again. You're amazing. Bye, hon. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code five zero. Where did date five zero go? Let's make sure there. That was I think that was Mike, but they're gone. Then we had five one nine and they're still here. Bob. Hello, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you, Mr. Tob? How's your beautiful wife? She's still as beautiful as ever. Aww. She's sitting there with a going. <laughs> hi, Joy. Anyway. Yes? She said, hi, Joy. Hello. Hi. <laughs> okay, you've got a terrific memory. I, you know what I thought I was, uh, Bob Chubb, by the way, for anybody that's interested, you'll find me on Facebook under the name Bob Chubb, T-A-U-B. How's that? Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. I got a, I got a bit of a funny one. Did I do this one before, Into the Park? I don't think so. I don't think but so either. But it doesn't either, matter because was... we, we always have new listeners, so it doesn't matter if you read the same poem a hundred times, someone new is going to hear it. Okay. This is called Into the Park. I went into the park today just to pass the time away that I wish I hadn't done. I can tell you it was not fun. As I sat beside this tree, a dog came running up to me, cocked his leg and looked at me and missed the tree and peed on me. Then came the birds (laughs) just passing through. I tried them both away to shoo when I found myself all covered in poo. I don't think that's nice, do you? Then some children did come near, and I, all I waved, and then I did, did they disappear. When I turned around, I felt real fear as I saw this skunk uh, standing near. I thought, what else could happen to me? So I got up and quickly left that tree. Well, anyway, it was nearly three. That's the last time into the park for me. That's the end of that one. <laughs> I love that poem. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think we've all had days where we went for a walk in the park. You know, it doesn't even, just the whole metaphor of it. You know, we, we've all had that walk in the park day. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad you loved liked that. it. Loved it. I did very much. Good. Uh, I've got another one here. Um, now, it's a little bit, you know, it's not too long. Um, you can tell me if you want a shorter one. When I look back on things I've done, those nasty things I thought were fun, things of which I'm no longer proud, just to be a member of the in crowd. I look back and now and and what do we do I see? I wish I could go back and ask each one their forgiveness for what I had done. I'm excuse me for a second. 
Oh, you do. I look back now and see what I see. People to whom I brought pain and misery and wish I could go back and ask each one their forgiveness for what I've done. Looking back, I look back now and what do I see? People to whom I brought pain and misery and wish I could go back and ask each one their forgiveness for what I've done. Looking back tonight, hindsight is great. The trouble is it's always too late. Using it today instead of tomorrow would bring back to others less pain and sorrow. To help you find understanding for lack, help find others or helping others who today are in need is all the hindsight you will ever need to succeed. And foresight tonight, today, is hindsight tomorrow. That's my little saying at the end. <laughs> yeah, that was even going to be my comment is hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, the things that yeah. we do when you're young that we don't think about, and later on when we're older, we realize the impact they could have. You know, one of the things that yeah. I, I do quite often um, there's people whose fingerprints always stay with you, who who are imprinted on your life. You know, you remember them for a good reason or a bad reason or whatever. And especially with social media now and the Internet, it's so easy to find people. You yeah, know, right. And there are people that I have found from my past that in one way or another, you know, impacted the course of my life. And I, you know, made sure that... You know, I've sent them an email and said, hey, did you know I remember this day or something like that? Or, you know, I think yeah, if there's I, people, I you know, like your poem talks about, if there's, if there's people that you want to say something to, say it. Do it. Find them. Don't be lazy. Go, go say those things you need to say, good or bad or an apology or whatever it is. It's easy to find people. Well, I make my life now so that, I help people all the time as best I can. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, it's very rewarding as far as, not money-wise, because only uh, inside me it sounds good, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I have one more story for you if you'd like to hear it. Okay. Here's your little, so that's fine. This is a short one. My darling, you were so, it's called My Darling Thief, by the way. My darling, you were so smart. You knew just how to steal my heart. You gave a wink and impish smile, and you knew that all the while I was looking back at you. You did my heart subdue, and it made me fall in love with you. One look at your luscious lips, I knew that I desired to kiss. And from that time our arms did entwine, I knew I had to make you mine. End of poem. Aw, <laughs> that was sweet. That was so sweet. Well, I'm glad you liked it. I Unfortunately, I, I don't enter any of your, uh, what do you call, uh, prizes. Contests? My... Yeah, because uh, I, I'm just not good at, good at, at making up things. Of, you, you know, like I follow you every, I, I listen to you sometimes. 
I was late last time. I, by the time I got to you, it was too late anyway. But you know, I, the, the only thing I find is it's hard for me to to send poems uh, to people. And, you know, I, I'm not sure how I send one to you so that you could use it, but I have a couple of really nice ones I'd like you to be able to have, but unfortunately I don't If you know message them to me, if you message them to me, Bob, I will post okay. them on my page for you, and that will get you entered into the drawing. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. And uh, next time you're back again, and I hope you enjoyed, you really enjoyed that holiday, and you enjoy the next one. And I'll try to remember. I've got to be honest. I keep forgetting. I can, I'm so old now that I forget about, about what I'm doing for five minutes from now. So, anyway. <laughs> I remember tonight, but I remember a little late, but not that bad. So have a good one, and enjoy the rest of your program. Oh, by the way, can I make one remark? Sure. I'm allowed. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I'm not criticizing, but it's the, the one poem that you play with the recording I would have enjoyed it more if the noise hadn't been there. I couldn't understand all the words, unfortunately. It sounded good from what I could hear, but I found the noise a little bit. Why did they do that? If you might, do you mind me asking you? Doing the music and stuff with them? Um, no, that was where he it sounded more like the sea washing up. Hmm, I'm not sure. It may have been the show's lines. As it well, been, I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, but I did enjoy it otherwise, but it was just I found mm-hmm. it a little bit hard. Anyway, darling, you take care of yourself, and I'll be talking to you next week. Thank you, hon. Appreciate it so much. Give Joy a hug for us, and we'll talk to you then. You just did. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, honey. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay. Our next caller comes from area code... 606, 606, you are on the air. 606, are you with me? Yes, I am. <laughs> Hi, sweetheart, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, my goodness, I just took a bite of apple. I'm doing quite well. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Introduce <laughs> yourself to everyone, please. Well, my name is Lori Zantara. I am originally from the state of Maine, a land of many poets, and um, I am now, I have been in eastern Kentucky for most of my life now, and uh, had the privilege of being associated with uh, a wonderful group of who had gotten started by Paul Salyers, who was the uh, poet laureate in Kentucky some time ago, I think back in the 70s. And he had started this uh, poetry society, the Carter County Poetry Society. And um, he did a lot of experimental poetry, but he also... um, really encouraged writing to form to to challenge one's 
abilities and to maybe allow for a springboard to creativity. Mm-hmm. It's been a nice it's been a nice experience being associated. It sounds over amazing. 20 years. Yeah, it is. It has been. It's been quite the education. Um, I had uh, gone to college late in life at the age of 50 and um, was precocious as a as a student child. <laughs> and I got the opportunity, <laughs> I had the opportunity to uh, study poetry with uh, George Eklund, who is uh, a, a prize-winning poet. He's quite a quite an interesting that was my greatest privilege I think as far as that and that really turned the light bulb on for for writing that is awesome I love to hear the things that inspire or push people or challenge them so that's very cool it is a wonderful thing to hear what pushes people into poetry it it is Right? I think it is something that I enjoy about listening to your program on occasion. Thank you. So what are you going to share with us tonight, my darling? Well, how about if I start with um, a form poem? Um How about a sonnet? That would be wonderful. Okay. Let me just pull it off here. Mist. That's M-I-S-S-E-D. I have a secret love obscure and sweet. It moves my heart as waters vast and deep. If but that craggy face I'd see again, the charming gaze of my sweet, dear old friend... My days would overflood with endless joy to be lost in the brown eyes of that boy. The fact is, though, we've we've both grown old and pale, no setting out on waters neath full sail. The barnacles of life encrust our hulls. We only hear the faintly squawking gulls. If only I had known you loved me, too, with such a depth of love that I loved you. But then... We cannot go begin again. My joy will be in calling you my friend. Wow. You ever you ever seen that movie What Dreams May Come? With um with uh, oh, Robin Williams where it's the painting. Mm, yeah, I vaguely remember it. I'll have to see that again. It's like when you said, you know, we can't we can't rewind. We can't, you know, maybe think, you know, what Wait, what if Robbins Williams is right? What if we can? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't it be wonderful to walk back through your life with the knowledge you've gathered at the end? It would be interesting. Wouldn't it? it I think if I had a superpower, it would be time travel. Because there's so many things I would want to know. It would. I'd be time travel. Yeah, that's my superpower. <laughs> that is an interesting idea. <laughs> Very interesting. 
I never thought of time travel as a superpower. It would be pretty interesting, too, for a series of poems if you looked back on times and places in your life and were to, you know, write a poem about hindsight or time travel or, or whatever it is. But all the poems had to do with alternate endings. You know, being able to go back and change things and, and write your own ending to what you wanted it to be. It would be kind of fun. It would be interesting. My my younger son loves that kind of thing very, very much. And we have some interesting conversations about that. This next one I've got here is uh, a rondo. And uh, it's a little different. It's called Loose. Charlie's pony got loose today. Why did he choose to run away? A small version of an Appaloosa. He bolted and ran with no excuse, sir. He was running down that highway. I slowed my path. I swerved and swayed, avoiding the critter in whatever way. I wasn't now ready for the blue hereafter. Charlie's pony got loose today. Why was that pony in my way, running out toward the double A? He was facing utter disaster. Couldn't he have stayed in his own sweet pasture? I had had to tell somebody right away. It was Charlie's pony got loose today. And that actually happened. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love it. So that has a... a Rondo, that... You know, it'd be really cool. I love that. I love that form. Because it's... It is definitely a word puzzle challenge to write one of those. And while you were reading it, knowing the form, while you were reading it, I was listening, and it was just, it was seamless. You wrote it, you, it, it was just, it was casual listening on the ears of someone knows that form, which means it was not strained or forced at all. Um, so kudos, kudos to you on that. That was awesome. Thank you very much. I try very hard to make my poetry accessible, but I also try to make it finished and mm-hmm. true to true to whatever form I'm trying to work with. And poems poems take shape in their own way. They they birth themselves into whatever form they Yeah, they how many are. times have you tried to write something and you wanted it to be one thing but it just wasn't having it and it ended up being what it wanted to be? I mean they they tell us what they want, what they are. Yeah. Got one more I'd like to share if that's all right. It's a prose poem. Entirely okay. different from from the others. It's called Moonrise. Mesmerizing moonrise overcomes coal black Appalachian clouds. Trees stand tall in silent awe, backlit, reflected gold on the edge of this valley's hill. Bright bezels frame your glowing portrait, hung on a dark velvet wall, dumbstruck at the greatness of our Creator's mighty hand. I watch you climb the stairless. Sky before the west wind rushes, now heavy clouds burst by spears of lightning to force you into your hajib. Rain pours onto sweat slit skin, 
trickling cascades cool and refresh, bone deep and sleep comes with a light blanket for comfort. Your face, unforgettable, the focus of dreams. Incredible. That was beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. You're very welcome, sweetheart. Do me a favor. Tell everybody how they can find you and get to know you and your work better. You should think about maybe doing a um, some pick a form that you like and do a workshop with us sometime. It'll be fun. Oh my goodness, that that would be fun. Uh, I'll I'll think about it. I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> swamped right now, but uh, yeah, I, I'll I'll look into that and maybe uh, follow up. And I love your prompts this for this that you gave out earlier and uh, that's going to be fun I don't know very how cool I can't I have to do it, but I really want to try that well there's no time limit on writing to them their prompts are yours now you can do what you want with them but if you do write something to any of them I would love to read them or hear them I think okay uh, I'll definitely keep that in mind and thank you very much for letting me share with you this morning and this evening in in spite of my mouth full of apple. <laughs> <laughs> you were perfect. Tell everyone your Facebook page, please. Um, my Facebook page is, well, we've got the Carter County Poetry Society Facebook page, and then, of course, my own, uh, Laurie Ziantara. And um, I, I'm really not out there a whole lot, and... Uh, I don't have a website or anything like that. I am trying to clear my pathway to uh, gather um, some works together and see if I can come up with a few chapbooks and see what happens with that. That would be wonderful. Let us know how that goes. Keep me posted on that. And we'll promote them on my page when you get them done. Whoa. Super. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. You have a great evening. All right, Lori. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So the board is doing some crazy stuff. I'm just taking you guys in the order that you called in because I write that down. I'm going to run down here. But if you purposely took yourself out of the lineup, then let me know. But our next caller is supposed to be area code 573, which is SIN. Sin, are you with us? Yes, I'm with you. Sorry. You know, I try to walk with you in patience, and there's an open mic here, too, so I had to drop out and perform real quick and came back. So, what's up, darling? <laughs> Good to have you back. Where's my snuggles? I love that little gift you sent me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good to hear from you. You sound great. Yeah, yeah, you know, hey, if you if you look at your Facebook, you can see exactly what I look like right now. Um, I, I tagged you to a post, um, and um, yeah, I'm just chilling here at the underground. Afro Man is going to be here like next week, but I'm not going. Um, so is Snoop Dogg, and I'm bringing my I'm taking my kids to see Snoop Dogg and Too Short West Coast of the Loop. So I'm excited. Because my my kids can't see the Afro Man because it's 18 or older show. So fuck that, we'll go see Snoop Dogg. <laughs> look at you all styling and profiling in your white and black. You're good. You look really good. Um, uh, that's going to be, I think, pictures of two days after I see uh, Snoop Dogg, I'm going to see Godsmack and Stain. I think that's when my, this is why I'm aware of that show. 
I got I got I got some Tony Hawk's uh, shorts and this purple nice purple button up shirt for Snoop Dogg. My daughter got the cutest outfit. We were out shopping today. It was awesome. uh-huh. All right, I sound like one of the annoying people. Um, let me read you a new piece <laughs> and an old piece. Okay, right. um, because I have um, and, and I don't mean it disrespectfully. I just this is not my thing. So um, I'm unfiltered. Um, Looking when I went to go post that to you, let's read the old piece first. When when I looked at my Facebook to, to post that for you, I saw a post, you know, Facebook likes to bring memories back, and it's a nice one, not horrific ones. Um, so I'm going to give you a piece from July 6, 2016. No one's ever heard, no, maybe one person's heard this. This is history, seeping transit, letters, clockwork canopies ascend through denial. Chasing loose rabbits in lost holes, soaking in saturated isolation and smoke lightheaded, gazing here now far from home. They dance with a maiden of salacious affairs upstairs in the parlor amongst tumult and fair. So illustrious and presumptuous attire, vixen mistress, a sinful wagtail of listless prison corridors, all concrete and bent steel, locked time stamps of misfortune, short hairs. Ravens bellow and never more to fade home. Over played the stretch passages spent close to blown, but yet snowed in. Stream dribbles not to flow with release, partial elation that's missed its high, bring short crystallized meanings to try. Drawn and washed, washed blood running black here where there's no kick in the chest. Vacant stare deprives its frozen breath. Sidewalk ending delivers a quick heart attack. Body back up log, sing quiet splat. The black right breathe. Did you did you catch all those? That was absolutely incredible to listen to. Yeah, did you catch those though? That was the a prompt? That, no, no, no. That was a homage to to to, to several of uh, my uh, iconic writers. Um I'll 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 re- post it and, and show it to you. All right, so moving along. Um, Tag me in it. I, yeah, I will. I will. Um, okay. Flushing the loo. We need to do this more often because <laughs> y'all smell like poo. Just flushing the loo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The tracks triple their eyes. <laughs> All right, stop. Okay, flushing the loo. This is brand new. Um, the tracks triple their iron core of violence, the Catalan minds, addled with aggressive gnawing of flagrant idolations, fit for demise. What's to come of discernment? These tattered passages unlit wither infinitely. No less we sever the head of belligerence and triumph stead. <laughs> Absent now. As I drifted off quietest meanderings from an entirely different score, playing to the ancestral Jesus of degradation, help tell us no work. Misappropriated simple fictions with hysteria of another dimension. I forgot to mention, I'm not the one I'm glued in the facet of death. You scamper. Thwarting temptations swirl, thick, translucent tensions, triggering trumpets up the backside. I miss the back alleys of the sinister city. We pick toenails of the street. Turn absurdity is pushed way beyond decency. Far past one looking at it now. The spectering lesion, spaded in ideology, we as humans should be ascended above. How stagnant. In this empowerment of degradation, all's worth through blind misfires. We see holes tear eternal sunshine. As the flicker free won't cleanse minds. 
abstained by their impositions, weighted in archaic rhetoric of sense of our values, this program of isolation, where they wedged our asses. Front class, shooters ballistically venomous with ill intent shoot deadly blicks. Failing to be poignant in anarchy that really understates its core of shame. Retarded fuckers should be ill-favored on low wattage tongues. Missing the point is grander than the eye for your cerebellum skip to 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 the loo. No, seriously, I got this. However, this topic makes me want to shit. Tricolored corn of befuddlement, perfect glossy glare, time sense in its morals, let reasons, but fuck it, I'm over it. When will we get grips? Work hard, play hard, commit, push, we conquer shit. The backward bathing. <laughs> I love that giggle. <laughs> oh, that was phenomenal. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard you giggle before. I love it. None the giggles and grins. Oh, you're so adorable. So are you. Let's not get out there and start further farms. We're going to be best buddies. I'm coming to the West Coast, baby. I gotta come home. I gotta get out of this fucking landlocked shithole. I gotta start the, the family first. You gotta have the center where you can buy this house and, and start the farm here, and then I'm moving to the West Coast. And you and I can play in mushroom and weed fields forever. Frolic in the psilocybin. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and then go hunt dinosaur bones. Because, you know, I love fucking archaeology and paleontology and all that shit. It's like so my kin. You are, you're showing my head, you're stupid. All right, Don. I did not I know that. Spread a little, that is S-P-I-T-A-L-Y, because then is then, are you? <laughs> no, probably not, but you could be. But I'm everywhere, Google that shit. Love you, Nyla, <laughs> all my heart. Love you too, sweetheart. You be good, and we'll talk to you next week, okay? Send me a, send me a message, by the way, and I will, uh, I'll send you out to some places near you that you can go poke around and find things in the dirt. Cool. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it, baby. I love All you. Right. All right. I love Bye. you too, <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay. Mr. Sinister Spittle. All right. Our next caller looking at my list is Mr. Rebel Jones. Let's go ahead and grab 419. You're on the air. Welcome back, Nyla. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. I missed you, you while you were gone. Um, I'm doing I was here well. last week. Listen, I didn't real. I didn't get the message until it was too late. Now that I went to sleep. <laughs> okay. However, I did see your pictures this morning, and I wrote a poem to one of the pictures that I saw of the graffiti, and it was one that was um, fade to human. Mhm. That was just really interesting to me, so I wrote one to that. But every week, UV say the same thing, and it just became a prompt to me. So I wanted to start with poetry porn, just some clean fun. (laughs) Okay. In a world of touch, taste, feels, thoughts, and playful delights where... Words dance freely, imaginations take flight, and somewhere in this piece there exists a poetry prompt, both mischievous and sly, that shall guide us on a journey through the speakeasy tonight. So however do we start this awkward conversation, you and I? 
insert tab A into slot B. It whispers low, a puzzle to solve, a secret to sell, but keep it clean. And yet a touch of dirt that weaves together a verse where meaning flirts. Tab A and symbol of connection, snug and tight, the piece that spits so bringing things to light. And slot B, a space awaiting, ready and true to welcome the union to birth something new. You see what I'm doing here. I'm casually dragging you in. In this poetic realm, I'll wander unseen where... We'll wander unseen where innocence and mischief dance in between. Let the innuendos flutter like butterfly wings. And words will reveal more than mere simple things. The secret, it lingers in the spaces we find between the lines and the recesses of 30 minds. A subtle invitation, a clandestine affair whispered sweetly like hushed golden air. Yet let's keep it clean, maintain a delicate grace. Craft verses with elegance and a soft embrace For poetry's beauty lies in its refined art Where words can intertwine with a touch and still hearts Cause moistness in the lobes of obscene thought And that's the place where embarrassing excitement takes place Ah, but tread lightly For the boundaries we face as we navigate this dance of innuendo and grace The moistness of thoughts concealed with minds Unveiled through metaphors with Desire unwinds in the realms of words with dreams in the lock and in a lace. We tiptoe on the edge, exploring passions, embrace a symphony of longing where boundaries are pushed in the sanctuary of verses where inhibitions are. The poets come forth, take up search of the prompt in between the sheets. Oops, I do mean lines, and brace its challenge, both big and small, with wit and cleverness, let your verses ignite as you insert tab A into slot B sometime in your day or night. <laughs> the all-important tab A and slot B. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> you did great. That was a you lot of kudos. fun to write. That was a lot I of bet. fun. <laughs> I bet. Now the it. other one, the other one is called Cryline Poetry, and that is the Fade the Human one. And then, I, of course, I added the element of graffiti because that's what I thought. So <clears throat> this is brand brand new. Um, it was written a few hours ago. I hope it's finished because I haven't actually read the whole thing out loud. So here we go. <laughs> Cryline poetry. Fade the human, O ethereal soul. Shed your ethereal cloak. Embrace the whole from realms unseen. Descend with grace into this mortal flesh. Find your rightful place. Leave behind the celestial hues and celestial glow for mortal coils your spirit shall bestow with fragile limbs upon the earth you tread and human form, the stories old, the stories that you'll spread. Feel the weight of time up in your bones as hours past and destiny condones your travels to sorrows, the pain due in this grand theater where life's drama is brewing. 
Breathe the air that mortal lungs do take with every inhale of world to partake. Taste the flavors of earthly delights and savor the sweetness that each moment ignites. See the spectrums of colors through human eyes. Marvel at nature's art beneath the skies. Witness the beauty, both grand and small, in the world of wonder where shadows fall. Touch the textures of life, rough and smooth. Feel the warmth of love. Let your heart prove embracing the vulnerability. Vulnerability, oh yes, vulnerability. So true. For in human frailty and fragility, strength can renew. Listen to the echoes of laughters and tears as melodies of life reach your mortal ears. Hear the stories woven by mortal tongues of victories fought, lost, and won, battles unsung. Yet amidst the mortal realm, magic intertwines in hidden corners where enchantment shines. Graffiti's vibrant hues spray-painted with different tips with flare unleashed whimsical spells hanging in the air walls adorned with mystical runes and symbols and signs whispers secrets ancient and cryptic designs run your fingers along graffiti's wild strokes unveil the portals where the mystics are invoked for graffiti is the language of untamed souls speaking truths of the communities untethered breaking free from the molds symbols of rebellion defiance and dreams in the vibrant graffiti the world's essence gleams embrace the power of art where magic is born and spray cancer stencils for spirits adorn let the walls be the canvas where the spells come alive where the mundane world and its enchantments collide so fade the human embrace this mortal plane let your spirit thrive amidst the joy and pain and magic's embrace let your Hold dance free with graffiti and wonder become your decree for an transient journey we undertake the lies a chance for growth and the soul to awake with the graffiti enchantment the magic's embrace create a world with beauty and wonder interlace face wow you should have warned me to buckle up first on that one <laughs> um, I wrote another one, but that's for next week to your Rat King, and that's going to be another wild ride. I loved that that picture. I don't. I can't tell you why. I don't know why, but I loved that one so much. It gives me crazy, crazy feelings when I just the words Rat Rat King just. It speaks to me in so many different um, aspects. It was it was crazy to write it. I I added so many elements and 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 stuff to it. It's crazy. <laughs> well, I think I think uh, I can't wait for that. So <laughs> hurry up next Thursday. <laughs> well, I am glad you're back. I wasn't sure when you was coming back, and it tricked me a few times, and I called in. And I Went to go press two, and it was, oh, this is a recording. I'm sorry. I was kind of like a deer lost in the headlights for a couple of nights. I was like, what, what, what do I do? <laughs> Knowledge not back yet. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I get it. You need a vacation. You know what I'm saying? Work hard, do a lot of stuff. Need a vacation. It 
was incredible. I can't even tell you. I will tell you. I'll be posting I'm it on my page, and you'll see. I am glad you enjoyed yourself. Me too. Me too. You can find me here with Nyla Thursday night. Um, once in a while on social media, on Facebook, Rebel Jones, that's all you got typed in. Um, you can catch places I used to hang out in, like YouTube. I used to frequent them hallways often. Um, you can catch my old material there, a lot of my, most of my material there. And I'll get back to it here soon. It's that Poetry by Rebel P. Jones, Madman Production. And I do a lot of um, work with C Double Thirty Four Music, Clarence Ferguson Jr. Um, we collaborate a lot with music and poetry. Y'all should check us out. Um, we're on Mixcloud, SoundCloud. Um, but yeah, check me out. I'll be getting back to it again. Like I said, I'll be getting back to it again soon here. Um, I've been off of TikTok so long that they just erased all my shit. It's not even there anymore. So, what are the places you can find me? All right, sweetheart. And you guys, just just come here next week. He'll be here next week. I will. Tornadoes can't stop me from showing out. I'll be here. Appreciate you so much, honey. Thank you, thank you so much for being here. Yes, ma'am. We love you, Nyla. Thank you for our Thursday night. Peace. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, our next caller, two one six. Ma 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 ma. Can you Mommy? hear me, Mommy? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Wow, that was Rebel P in the building. All right, he laid mm-hmm. that out. I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear you back. I was. I didn't even know the day was Thursday. Jimmy Ray reminded me it's Thursday, so I ran over here. <laughs> been, Thank you, Jimmy. I've been through a lot this week, man. I didn't have any insurance on my car. Didn't even know it. And one of the drivers drove my car, hit the car. Somebody did a whole bunch of crap going on. They wanted to charge me three thousand dollars, and then they wanted to charge me seven hundred dollars a month. I'm like, wait a minute, something ain't right. I just, I never had an accident. I never had a ticket. I never had anything, and I'm just being abused. Everybody wants to drive my car. Okay, so that's the end of that. If they don't have it, no. If they're going to drive your car, they can pay the insurance. Well, Tell my brother I said so. Well, it wasn't him. Well, he got fussed at because I thought it was him, but he was, well, it was tickets on there. It was a lapse on there. And an accident on there. And it's like all this stuff behind my back, I didn't know what was going on. So wow. here I am. Finally got some insurance, so I didn't even know what day it was. I've been in a tizzy. So here I go. Now, I wrote this a long time ago. So you know I'm psychic, right? So I knew all this was going to happen. Of course. Well, I mean a long time ago, baby girl. So I can't believe I was like light years ahead of uh all this stuff that's going on. And um, the piece I'm going to read is called, um, I don't even know if it has a name. Okay. It goes like this. How can you trust the ones that went over to the other camp and never came back? Went over to get the magic clover. Moreover, 
the secrets were not kept. Yet they kept him as a pet. Who knows what to expect when the lizard sheds his skin and goes in to get the game plan, the strategy, but starts walking to the enemy's beat and singing in harmony. And now he can't see that he's offbeat as he kneels at the feet of those taking the king's seat. So he sits in their lap, and they give him a dirty slap, and he submits to the deceit. The tape is on repeat, like deja vu, afraid of the new flavor for the naysayers as he laps up the claps, and he ain't even strapped as they gas up his rap. So full of crap. Though you thought he knew better than that. He only fooled you because you knew no better. Read between the lines of his last letter. So follow who? Emotionless zombies with brain lobotomies? Gave him the potion and the magic lotion, but he never rubbed it on when he went for devotion. He now is quietly manding my station. Can't hear what he's saying. Though he's saying a lot, most what he speaks is down low talk. That's because I am sagacious and equipped to be hip to his pretentious nature. This was just a test to practice my craft. If it made sense, I would not be surprised. We all got to laugh. Because we all can be defined through enemy eyes. So be careful who you send to retrieve secrets behind enemy lines. He seems friendly, yet he's the only one allowed to speak. So I retreat, and I go where I am appreciated and not just tolerated. Behind the lies lie unorthodox behavior. No one knows why. That is why the psychology seems that no one is spying for the wrong team. So impressed with being impressive. Hey, I got the goods. I know shit. Look at me. I'm in charge of documents that are only for the important people like me. Yet I admit I still be on myself, and that's because what comes up must come out. He goes on and on really slow, and when the clock strikes the closing hour, there's never time left except to interrupt abruptly so as the micromanager pulls you behind the enemy line, then announces as you're still speaking that the top of the hour is nine. Fool me once, shame on you. You know the rest. You know the rest. (laughs) That was very powerful, Mama. Thank you. Thank you. I can't believe I wrote that a long time ago. I added some more to it because um, it was so perfect for what's going on today. Right? Absolutely. You're going to read two for me, right? Uh, Let me see. Let me see what I got already pulled up. I'll be light years. Okay. Okay. 
some events, uh, these little things popping up want to tell me what to watch. Okay, hold on. This is called Light Years by Mama Ola Daisy. Some advance before their time. They shine so bright they seem to blind. Those who undermine can never see unless they change their frequency. Dull minds can never overstand the brilliance of a futuristic man. Every generation has something to say, yet few will recognize your worth on earth, especially if you are light years away. But go ahead, say it anyway. Even if most are unable to agree, when the world catches up and is awed by your shine, the future will read writings from your wisdom divine. Keep in mind, you are ahead of your time. So if the world to which you've been assigned does not with your thoughts agree, have faith in the future's passionate child who will become your disciple posthumously. Poem. Absolutely loved it. I loved it, the sultry voicing poem, too. Oh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome, Mama. Absolutely incredible, mm-hmm. both of them. You did a great job tonight. I'm glad that you were. Uh, I'm glad that Jimmy reminded you that tonight was the show. It was Thursday. This all he had to do was say. He, well, he didn't actually say it was Thursday. He just said, "Is Nyla back yet?" I'm like, I don't know. Let me go see. <laughs> and so here I am. That's funny. I'm I want back. To I'm back. Yeah, good. Everybody listens to you, but I'm not going into that right now. There are other people on the show, but you call me and tell me about everything. I want to hear all the details. Did you find any rocks? All kind of stuff. And I'll just be waiting to hear your call. I'll get my own personal report and send me some <laughs> videos. I know you took videos. Okay. All I right. will do that. Talk Love you, Mommy. Soon. Love you back. <laughs> Bye. Mama Olides. Okay, our next caller. Hey, I want to let area code so see if it's still the same. So area code 850-571-815 and 502. You guys are not in the lineup. So if any of you come on the air and read, please press 1 on your phone. That will cue me into the fact that you want me to unmute you. So we've got area code 850-571-815. And 502, if you guys want to come on the air. All right, now we have 571 and 502. If you guys want to come on the air, press 1. If you're listening and hanging out, appreciate you being here. If you decide to come on and change your mind at any time, press 1, and that will let me know it's okay to unmute your mic, 571 and 502. All right, let's go ahead and jump up here, and we're going to grab 832. 832, you're on the air. Hey, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. How you doing, Soldier Blue? Well, let me get my headphones on first, and I'll roll through it. 
Uh, I, I'm just gonna. I'm not. I don't really want to get into it because if I do, then it's just gonna be real stupid, real quick. But what I will say is this, and it's interesting where the uh, or or who who it was that posted the quote, and um, is one of my older friends right alongside you that uh, that was that posted it, Miss Audrey. And it was a uh, a quote attributed. Probably is. I mean, I'm not saying it isn't. I just, you know, you never know these days with you know, everybody saying this is a quote for this person, that person, and so on. But the quote mm-hmm. itself is one that one that stands on its own, and that's what really it was the the the, the, the cue for me. It says uh, in the end. It is not the words of our enemies we will remember. It is the silence of our friends. Uh-huh. So that's all I'm going to go with that. Anyway, this one here is wow. uh, basically called uh, Oracles. Portraits, foretellings, oracles of ebon shadows, anonymity foregone with a slip of the tongue. See, it's burning what was never there, braiding smoke that was never sacred. The end, as tawdry as touched at the central story, barely with a flame, like an assassin waiting to become an obsession, oblivion before focus. Storytellers become fortune hunters when all shall be spoken of anyway. Lightning strikes before thunder, rain falls before the crying ground, the lament of salted tears, the highway excuse heat. Dreams, beings, a mirage. The season of telltale marks when the spirit can rise higher than the flesh. These are not the dying times. It is only sacrifice. Ceremony, dreams of emotion, words rising higher with each motion of smoke. A sacredness all its own. Ceremony has begun, so we breathe the easy air. We take our chances. We win, we lose. The sky is still blue, clean, clear. Uh, So we shake the salted sweat from our brows and dance within the patterns of its rain. The drops from us that return to earth stalled seeds of a visionary future with one in the wilderness. The foul creations, their mimicry of life, showcasing their greed with dreams of world records now become so much fodder for the fish. Inevitability Dreaming sea disturbing a graveyard 
born on water, never a good thing, never a good idea. Water is life. Prophecies and numbers of the Judas tree, the red bud shining bright, sacred, uh, prayers to the risen skies. Both Gethawahi, bones of our ancestors, are well remembered. Trail on a lotted night full of signs, decorations, spoken stories meant to be about heroes, words thrown hard like a broadcast of hailstones, bossy, storm front tells of what's coming, oral prophecies, the framework of what you will see. With soft stones, soft scars, hands still move to the beat of a heartbeat, a drum. Moon, bone skies. Someone got busted again. The burn of fires that consumed light, outrageous feather fans of ancient. Dust, pattern beads, leather, beadwork, intermissions, blood rites, working over time, senses overloaded, brought back to bear, blood looking red as ever, it is after all, red earth. Ghost lights play over furniture, fantasy rides. Next to starburst trails of future longing. We know not where we've been. We know too well where we will go. Measures of equal distance. It is going to be a long journey. Burnt edges, burnt ashes, ember charcoal arrangements. The words are there, the bones chosen for a wreath of reasons. There. We shall read what we see. Agatha said, defiance. We shall read what the prophet left us. Death and dying always too easy. Foreboding. We always knew we would be the tortured last. It is our endurance to tell us the story without failing? Source subjects, we fail to just give in when it is our turn. We shall die an unconquered death with a smile to go with us. Lifted up, we remain riven to our sacred ground. The earth that shares our umbilicus to creation. We dream, she sees. 
Long walk is going to be and how much work has to be done before you can start. It was a great write, Soldier Blue. Yeah. Anyway, you can find me on Facebook at rapewild.com, facebook.com. That's a sign Reverb Nation, Soldier Blue Blue. Not to see some of my works on uh, my podcast, which is Red Earth One. Keep the words separated and get you there a little quicker. <laughs> That's it. Absolutely perfect. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week. Well, and 
It depends. I'm just like I say, I'm going through a whole bunch of stuff right now. It's one reason why I didn't participate for the last couple of weeks. And if if everything continues to go as sour as it has been, ain't no telling. So I'm not going to promise anything. Okay. No, I love you, all right? Have a good evening, Miss Tyler. See you in a bit. All right, sweetheart. Thank you. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code. Also from 832. 832, you're on the air. This must be Emmy. Hi, Marilla. Hello, sweetheart. Hi, how are you all? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing, sweetie? Not too bad myself. It has been a while. It is really good to hear from you. It is. I just wanted to let you know I'm still alive. (laughs) That's a good thing. That's a really good thing. (laughs) And second thing was that I was thinking... Am I, whatever I'm writing, is it really making any sense? Is it really poetry of any sort? And if so, what kind of poetry is this? I know it could be free verse or some sorts of that kind, but is it worth your time? Is it anything that I should be worried about, you know, wasting other people's time? And I don't know if it even makes any sense. So... A whole lot of questions are there. Then I thought, okay, why don't I go and ask Nyla and friends? And so I'm here. And by the way, I I listened to the entire workshop that you had last time. And some of the points I do remember and I took home. And I tried them and I hope they make sense out of what I attempted, that is. And here we go. I will not uh, take much of your time even further. And let me see where I am. First of all, let me sit down. That way I will catch up and I'll be able to read without, you know, you hearing my walking breath and all that. So (laughs) I go here. So I was... I was really walking inside the home, like making an infinite loop of infinity in eight form around a table and a chair. And that took me about uh, 1,200 steps, not words, I'm sorry. But but, uh, I think I really could be a poet because I'm thinking in in terms of words, not steps. So this one, it's called um, To a Brave New World to Behold. The work, it is so beautiful. You have to be alive to enjoy the morning light. It's always bland if you just stare and stand. The work is beautiful. Just so you may find your life to adore and admit your beloved to the beloved. 
uh, to adore and admit your sweetheart to the beloved. Life may never be the same. You may or may not find your dream yet in this life. A dozen times in and out of the rustic fields of faith and hope, you may be looking as if never born in hope of finding your true dream come alive, yet to be found, yet to be found, yet to be bound in the labyrinth of passion that takes you above the ground into a heaven over the eleven seemingly impossible, yet a delicate and darling love from above all else, tender as a rose, slender as a gossamer of ancient prose, giving the love of lost eras of heroes, bringing the brilliance of a healthy furnace over a heat, to bring joy in a fresh breath when the seasons are yellow and gold, drenched in freezing cold. Fortunately, all the crops are already ready, and behold, in a mound of paddy for cattle and bowl, feeding the hungry and old a day after donning the kindness, fighting the brutal with rebuttal and carrying the frail, May the bright days lead you to a new era in this bold new world, pouring love and regards of sustenance and solid friendship to greet, meet, and be sweet to one another after, ever after, and after finding the very brave new world. Look, behold. End poem. I have missed hearing you read so much. That was amazing, Uma. It was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Nyla. And, and your words bring meaning to my life. <laughs> you get super kudos for using the word gossamer in your palm, too. That's one of my favorite words. <laughs> yep. Incredible. Are you going to read two tonight, honey? Yep. Meeting for okay. the second small one. It's called Life on Window Sills. Life on Window Sills. She is I still love the title. Sleep. She is still sleeping under the sill. Each night when stars look down, she's crawling under the window sill, shivering all night. And wishing for clean water, I suppose. And maybe hibernating might help a bit. Although not every day can the pair of pigeons get to do what they plan to do, despite having built a home and trying to raise a small family, the unforeseen took away their efforts, home drumbled, earth devoured their fallen birdlings, huge wind blown towards them. No one guessed or predicted how it all ended. Alas, the birds looking over from the windowsills, singing the songs of departure for a lonely traveler that was their very own meaning of existence, courtship and love and life. Who can wipe their unflown tears of or pray for their departed precious little being? they ever try to raise. Seasons come and seasons go. Life goes on forever more. 
and forth. I loved it. I loved both of them so much. It is such a gift to have you read for us. No, Naila, it is a gift for me to be reading here and finding that I make sense. Because I don't know if it makes sense to (laughs) anybody at all. Oh, it does. You know that. You're a phenomenal writer. You have so many people who are such fans. Every time I think about, something happened, I saw your name come up the other day on a post, and it made me think about John. He mm-hmm. absolutely loved you so much, you know, and it's, it's, I'm just glad that he had a chance to know you, if that makes sense. You know, no, I'm glad that we could hear his guitar play and that to know that mm-hmm. you were a fan of his and, you know, he was your sister's, you know, My sister's heart, boyfriend. So. Yeah, yeah, when she was in high school. Right, and that is a very, very fortunate thing. It is. It really is. All right, sweetheart, do me a favor and tell everyone how to find you. Uh, I don't find myself. What can I tell others? (laughs) Find her here when she shows up, dang it. (laughs) At least my web page says it is poetry by umapochampali.blogspot.com. I'm going to change the name soon to Umajiji because Pochampali is such a name. Nobody even, I don't think anybody remembers that. So Gigi is fine with me. If I cannot, I'm going to transfer all of these to umagigi.com poetry thing. Somehow create it and then repost it and we'll be there from there on. Or maybe I'll just post a link to this and then all my new poems will hereafter come in a new blog. How about that? <laughs> they can just find you here, right? Yeah. Post it and then post it and post the time. So right now it is uh, ten thirty-five mm-hmm. East Coast time. So just let yeah, them know you but come on I'm at 10. in Central, so it should be around nine thirty-five. If you still have time, next week I'm going to be there again. I'm going to read some more poems, which I. I've been wanting to read since a long time, so. But it is just a few lines if you want me to go ahead and do. We've got a lot of people on hold still that I've got to get on, but yes, I would love to have you read it. If you can bring it next week, that would be incredible. I would do that. I would do that, and this is a very small poem that I'm going to read it second. And the first one also is there. I already lined it up, so. I'm going to make more poems and post them in the new blog that I'm thinking about. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for being Thank here and for all. sharing. Thank you all. Thank you all. And if I had been missed by anybody, salutes to you. <laughs> because I, I am lost myself. I don't know who I am anymore. We know who you are. We'll remind you. I promise. (laughs) 
Oh, <laughs> All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Thank you. Thank you, too. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye, honey. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 506. 506, you are on the air. Five oh six, are you with me? Yes. Can you hear me now? Hello. Hello. I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay. That's Lady A, Andrea. Hey, sweetheart. Hey, sweetheart. What's going it's been on? A while. Yeah. Is this a new well, number just, for you? I'm uh, happy to be in touch, in touch with you. I I um I mean to call in and then um I have another show I call in and then it's too late and it's so it's just kind of today was a, a day to uh, catch up with you, if you will. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. What's been going on with you? What are you going to share with us? All that good stuff. Um, I I wrote a couple of new poems that I've written, um, and um, I'm going to start out with uh, one that is more serious, uh, social type of uh, poem that I have, and it's what I've done uh, is I've taken a few uh, lines or partial lines of the Canadian um, uh, national anthem and incorporated them and built a poem around them. Each verse is built around a portion or a full line of the uh, anthem. So um, just the state of being in the in our country and in North America and around the world, I suppose, too, but uh, in particular, my own country of Canada. So it's, and the title of our national anthem is um, O Canada, and um, this is called O My Canada, and it goes like this. Our home and native land, born in the greatest country in the world, It is my native land, a land we stole from the indigenous people, where all the lush valleys, pure brooks and streams and rivers to fish, forests teeming with game and deer, moose, elk, only to disappear. True patriot love claimed as ask a homeless person where that love is. Ask the hungry child sitting in school weak and unable to concentrate. Canada. Breadbasket of the world, when we have soup kitchens and food banks to feed the poor. Who stands on guard for them? Who cares as long as we get our share? Melting pot, a patchwork quilt of colors and languages. Oops, languages. Quebec claims the French were here first, demanding independence, separation, sovereignty, breaking my country, forgetting who was here first, not the French or British, It belongs to indigenous people. We stand on guard for thee. Right the wrongs, reparation required, residential schools and stolen children, abuse, rape, torture and death, missing women, no one cares, buried children in mass graves, red shirts, candles glow, memorials given, reactions slow. Canada, beauty from coast to coast, Oceans, mountains, prairies boast, wheat, oil, cars, medication, wood, gold, her exports to the world, imports of digital pro- digital products like phones and computers and more cars and more 
We are self-sufficient, rich in natural resources and health care for all. Why do we have such poverty, hunger, and homelessness? How can we be so rich and our citizens are going without the necessities of life? Canada, our vast and bountiful land, God keep our land glorious and free. We, the people, must become our brother's keeper. O Canada, we stand on guard for thee. End poem. That was powerful. Thank you. That was really powerful. I hope Soldier Blue had a chance to hear that. I think he would really appreciate it as well. I've tried to get a hold of him for different types of like great poetry similar to this, and but I, I, I can't find him. Even though he's on Facebook, I I can't seem to find him uh, there at all. But um, I don't know. Maybe you could give him a link. If you to send me, me a, if you send me a message, and I'll send you his link. Okay, sounds good. Perfect. Okay. And and I won't keep too much time because I know you've got lots of people, but I have one more poem that I wrote on a lighter note, um, and it's called um, Bee Dancing, B-E-A, Bee Dancing. It's kind of a fantasy thing, sort of. Fathoms deep, music sweet plays, kelp and seaweed dance and sink. Souls who met their demise hide in marine gardens where they abide, curled with corals and grasses, tiny trumpets tease treble tunes and basses, phonographs gilded gold with diamond-tipped tickle songs of old, oceanic wonderland trumps Alice's madness, look deep into the grasses, distant sounds a weeping wail, cries a song to no avail, music from the piano man tickles ivories in his one-man band. Cacophony of whistles and bloops and pings, such as the sea when she sings. Bee dances on ivory keys, tippy toes touching with dancers' ease. Sadly looking back at him, the one music on his head while she is full of dread. Accustomed to this underworld that floats her dreams, her soul unfurled. She must return to life above and leave behind all she loves. Perhaps when next you dive into the seas, be dancing, you will see. Trumpets, tubas, touch your ears while humpback whales cry their tears. You'll know the secret life below and then awaken all aglow. Alarms will ring to save the sea and music sets you free. End poem. Wow. Both of those are super powerful. Fantastic read on both of those, honey. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. You're very welcome. All right. Tell everyone how to find you once again. Oh, just on Facebook, uh, Andrea Wheaton, and and, uh, on All Poetry as Lady A. And um, I'm glad to hear that you're back and that you had a vacation. That was what much needed and enjoyed. It was pretty amazing, yeah. It was it was a great time. That's good. Yeah. All right, sweetheart. Fantastic job. 
thank you so much, and we will talk to you next week if you can be here. All right. Thank you so much. Nice to hear you. <laughs> you're again. welcome, honey. Missed you. Missed you. I'm glad you're here. Oh, I'll send you. I send you a link to send to um, Soldier Blue. Okay, that works for me. Thank you very much. I will get it to him. You're welcome, hon. Okay. All right. We have two more callers to finish up with tonight. We have area code five eight five followed by eight one five. We do have area codes five seven one and five zero two. You are not in the queue to come on the air. If either of you would like to be on five seven one or five zero two, press one and that will let me know that it's okay to unmute you. Otherwise I'm glad you're here listening and uh, you've got about fourteen minutes. If you change your mind press one and I'll be able to get you on. Let's go ahead and grab area code five eight five. You are on the air, Mr. Curry. Well, hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful, sweetheart. How are you? All right. Hello to everyone. I hear some people I, I really am always happy to hear, and I'm glad we got in the same place at the same time tonight. I know you have other people, so I probably should just go ahead and give you a poem. Um, <laughs> okay. This is called uh, To a Conqueror. How fearless you must be to tread upon a distant land. Mountains, rivers, rainforests, teeming plains where who beasts feed and are fed. How mighty the force of your weapons of war, unleashed against the nomads and farmers who know only tools for hunting, farming, contests of one man's strength against another's. How strange, how out of place you are among the people of darker hues in paltry dress on continents you know not, yet feel destined by providence to rule. How magnificent to lord over a new world, conquest of weaponry and sheer villainy, proof of the works and the will of God, he who is your only and greatest creation. How vainglorious your mother her son's deeds having left other mothers to weep. But you will never appear again the same mother's son who once went off to conquer the world and did and born. Wow. Phenomenal. That's a thought that came across my mind. Now, you probably don't remember but last week, you made me promise to give you this other poem if you have time for it. Remind me which one um, it was, because I'm old. Oh, well, I'm older, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was a song, there's a song that, that you probably can't find anybody who doesn't know the song about Bojangles. Oh, Bojangles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I titled this poem, just to be descriptive, a man I really used to know. I knew a man who knew a man, Bojangles was his name, who came forth from the wide expanse of Texas just to do his dance. This man who I used to know said he grew up with Bo, cleaned the trash from our halls and washed the smut from our walls in a place where I used to live, but yet he had time to give us funny stories and fancy tales of the life and times and travails of a much right kid who tap danced and slid for nickels and dimes in depression times. 
about well as the rest, but wasn't close to the best. For a penny, a nickel, a dime if he could in his black and tan neighborhood. Mr. Bojangles, my friend said with a smirk. He tapped out some rhythm and went back to his work. Crammed some more trash into a huge sack, straining his 80-year-old back. Mr. Bojangles, I heard him say. Mr. Bojangles, he pranced away. There's Mr. Bo, as he looked askance. One time, Mr. Bo, for the home folks, dance. End of poem. I love it. I'm so glad you've remembered to read that tonight. Thank you. Yeah, this old man who was a janitor in the apartment building where I lived, yeah, he grew up with Bojangles, and Bojangles said everybody danced where they lived, and Bojangles was, you know, one of the dancers, but he wasn't close to being the best one. But that's kind of the way that goes, you know. I went to see a, a, a movie. And, uh, you know, we have a, a little theater, a, a movie house that plays the, the art films and the, and the foreign films and that sort of thing. And there was a film last night that we went and saw uh, about the Negro National League. So it was about all the black baseball, you know, and uh, all of the great ball players who the world never got to know. And, uh, and, and you know, very interesting. You know, I had to make the point to them that, you know, record books are record books. And as long as, you know, the record books depend on who's writing them. And as long as Barry Bonds is not in the Hall of Fame, well, the Hall of Fame has delegitimized itself. And for that matter, every record they had before the advent of uh, Jackie Robinson coming to the Brooklyn Dodgers is null and void because they didn't have the best play against the best. Mm-hmm. So no record in Major League Baseball means a damn thing if it was made before black players got in, because from 1947 through, say, the mid-1970s, at an alarming, astounding, disproportionate rate, the black and brown ball players from the, uh, the, the ghettos of America and the countryside of Latin America broke every record that stood in front of them. Yeah. So it, it just, you know, if you just extrapolate that, what records would they have been to break if these guys in their antecedents had been able to play ball since the turn of the century, like everybody else? And how many of them would still be there? You know, sometimes but, I think it was but, more than just the prejudice that, kept them from letting the black players play scared because we're good. Well, well, yes, there is that. There is, there's that. And, um, and, and it really comes to that, but here's the, here's the harm of, of that kind of prejudice because it brings about a kind of parochialism where, you know, Oh, Josh Gibson was a greater hitter than Babe Ruth. And, oh, you know, Satchel Page was a greater pitcher than Bob Feller or Christy Matthewson. But wait a minute. By the same token, you, you know, you don't know what, you don't know what would happen. You, you know, you don't know that Josh Gibson would have hit as many pitches, I mean, home runs as he hit if he'd had to bat against Bob Feller all the time. You know, you don't know mm-hmm. if. If Ruth would have hit anywhere close to the number of home runs he hit if he had to bat against pitchers like Satchel Page all the time. See, so it cheats everybody out of everything. It delegitimizes 
everything that we would like to reward people with because they were truly excellent. I don't care which side of the fence they were on. They were truly excellent people and ball players. But you can't mm-hmm. say anything about the value of their deeds because it wasn't measured against anything that was fair. And the only thing that was fair is the best plays the best, and that was, you know, patently prohibited. Yeah. So that's my ruling. <laughs> that's my piece on that, and you know, I, and I stand by that. I mean, who gives a damn about the, the Hall of Fame? They can arbitrarily, arbitrarily not have Barry Bonds in it. Barry Bonds is not in it, and you know, for that matter, Pete Rose is it. Um, Pete Rose is something that he just really knew better than to do. So did Barry Bonds, but there have always been enhancements to the game ever since, you know, the game began. Now, Pete Rose better on baseball, and that's, you know, that comes too close to you cheating. You know, you got the Black Sox scandal all over again. But Barry Bonds doing steroids, everybody was doing steroids. And one more point about that. If you got a million-dollar ball player, it's akin to if you had a million-dollar or multi-million-dollar prize stallion. And you mean to tell me that somebody could walk into your stallion stall and stick a needle in them and you don't know about it? They knew. The owners knew. You know, those, those home runs mm-hmm. that win an extra, those home runs that win an extra 50 feet or 100 feet, you know, all of a sudden a, a 350-foot home run was a 430-foot home run. That, and the crowd goes ooh and ah because you had shut them out when you had the, uh, the player strike. And the, and, the, and the fans did not return. And the only way you can get them back, they first juiced the ball, and then they allowed the players to be juiced. And now when they caught up with it, they wanted to hide their hands like they didn't know Mark McGuire and, and, and Barry Bonds and, and Sosa were all juiced. They knew it. They were complicit in it. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> anyway, I'm Douglas Curry. And uh, that's how I'm found on Facebook, Douglas Curry. And also I'm found as uh, Manchild, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D-99, Manchild99 on uh, allpoetry.com. I'm the host of Blacks and Blues, which is at 9 o'clock, 9 to midnight Eastern time at org on a Friday night. And as on a Saturday night, at 10 o'clock Central Time at WDCB.org. And, of course, I'm here on Thursday nights every time I can. Very cool. All right, Sugar, appreciate you so much. Great reads, both of those tonight. Thank you. I cannot wait Thank to see you. what you bring next week, and I love talking I baseball will. with you. I know. That's why I better get out because we'll, we'll eat up all the time. Thanks, sweetheart. Thanks for everybody. <laughs> You know, listen to what else comes. Thanks, son. We'll talk to you All soon. Right. Yep. Okay. Our last caller for the evening comes from area code eight one five eight one five. You are on the air. Miss Gina. Is it Gina? Talking on mute. If I were unmuted then obviously <laughs> I've been taken over by aliens and I'm an imposter. <laughs> so happy Thursday, Nyla. <laughs> Thank you, my dear. How are you doing? Yeah. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. I've, I've had an interesting summer so far, and this week was no exception, and today was no different. And yikes, 
I'm just glad to be here. <laughs> well, I am glad that you're here. So what are you going to share with us to close out the show with? Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't want to be the anchor. I was hoping that somebody would raise their hand or call in for me so that I could be, oh, I mean, afterwards so that they could go after me. But um, I'm here, so I'm, I'm going to do me. I just have been enjoying the poetry from Doug Curry. Uh, when I came on, there was a poet doing their second piece before Rebel came home when I got home. And I can't remember if I was listening at the time or just called in and put my phone down while I put my groceries away. But either way, I was here. I've definitely been here since Rebel B. Jones. It's been great. That's awesome. Oh, well, I'm glad you're I'm here. So glad you're back. Oh, this is this is um so sometimes I write poetry in real time, in real life, when something's taking place. This is a piece that I titled Jazz Pianist. I wrote it on May thirteenth, twenty thirteen. And then I shared it on Facebook on the twenty third of May. So this is Jazz Pianist. Captivated by his fingers on the keys, his notes spoke to me. My thoughts are being played out in a melody. Ebony. Every love making. He sees me. I sit in back, dressed in black. Candle on my table pushed away, just leaving a shadow on my face. The vibe is chill in this place as I plan my escape. A song begins to play. He spotted me. A jazz pianist. Used to belong to me. Me to him. But never again. I want to run. I'm thinking I glance at him. His mojo kicks in and I'm drawn in. I float towards him, needing rescuing. The bass player, Big Mike, sees my fright. Not to the stage manager to save me. Thankfully, I'm free. Fresh air on the street clears my head. Ooh, he almost had me in peace. <laughs> I loved it. Oops, that would have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, I, I'm going to tag you to this because it's, it's on my Facebook as a memory. Um, somebody requested it actually yesterday, so I, I reposted it. Um, there was a picture that I had found that matched the vibe in that place. That was like 2013. You couldn't smoke indoors, but that picture reminds me of what one would look like way back in the Renaissance in Harlem era, where they'd be smoking at the bar. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, sitting in Woolworths okay. in the diner, the five and dime, oh. eating your your cheeseburger and smoking a cigarette. <laughs> oh, so many things in so many places. Like my mom said, uh, when I was born two days before Christmas and sent home in a Christmas stocking wearing a Santa hat, and all of my dad's friends and all of my uncles were at the hospital. As he was passing out the, the cigars with the pink rapper saying it's a girl and lighting them up in the maternity ward where people just gave birth to brand new babies, y'all smoking? Oh, okay. <laughs> but mm-hmm. That was before it was illegal, so yeah. All the times there are changing. <laughs> um. <laughs> right. 
Um, let's see. That was one. I like that one a lot. Oh, I like this one too. Um, people sometimes read my poetry and it resonates with them and they'll share it and it's just randomly. It didn't come up in my memories. It was just some time ago. So this one is from the fourth day in February in 2019, February 4th, 2019. There was a picture and I wrote to it and used it as my prompt. I love how people I've never met root for me. Is what the picture says, and this is what I came up with. I titled it, Thank You. I don't say it enough. I swear I could fill a book with poems of gratitude. I often wonder what I'd do without all of you, the friends of social media who've never seen or met me, who prayed for and loved on me, seriously, I mean deeply, care the way that family should, friends, who are all dear and good, like neighbors who check on you when the weather is bad or there's been a death. Y'all are the best. I've often been surprised in the store by a hug from a Gina Storm friend slash fan who recognizes me. It's strangely funny. I would have fought the urge to go running. There was a time when I do. And now embrace the love head on. It's made me confident and strong. And I'm grateful for each of you. Knowing my pen attracted you, my spirit is a light, a beacon that drew you in, and I'm glad that you found me and we're all right. My vibe selected my tribe, and that's something that I feel like I need in my life. I'll do my best not to let any of y'all down, to continue to smile in a world that would make me frown. I will skip when I'm happy. I will do my Dollar Tree dance while shopping there like I did this evening, always being sassy with my own kind of flair. I'll look in the mirror and cheer myself on when I feel weak instead of strong. I look to all of you, the great people who've never met me yet daily, Ruth Fuji, and I have to say, yay me. I'm imperfect and that's okay, but I have all of you to remind me to keep going, to never give up, no matter what life brings my way. I know I can rise and shine and still slay. Wow. Wow. That was amazing. Thank you. You are, you're you're, you're the perfect anchor for the show. Well, just because I didn't want to be, it all worked out. So I'm so happy. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate you. I'm so glad that you're back. You know, being back remotely is not the same as being back back. So the fact that you're home means that we're home. It is very good to be home. It is very good to be back. I, I felt so guilty while I was out there. You guys, you have no idea leaving you all here alone. But I understand Christopher did an amazing job and appreciate everybody that supported him while he was here. It was just incredible. I just, I'm really glad I got to go. You needed that and what class that you did, and he held it down, and we're still here. I know. The world didn't fall apart. It survived without me. I'm good. <laughs> right? I figured it, I figured it just like all be chaos, but no, I'm glad. No, all right, sweetheart. being here is Tell much her. better than you not being here. It definitely is for me. This is, it is true. For us as well. Absolutely. Okay, you can find me. You can find me, Gina with an E, storm like inclement weather, 
Montgomery Minutes Regina Brooks, R E G E N A B R O K S. If you name search me anywhere, I will be found um, anywhere and everywhere that poetry can be every single day of the week. And Thursdays, I'm in Speakeasy Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right, Gina. Thank you so much, honey. Amazing job. And we will talk to you soon. Absolutely welcome. Love you, sis. Glad that you're back. See you next week. All right, baby. Thank you. All right, everyone. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, Sound of Ink. Thank you for being here tonight. Callers and listeners alike, you did a fantastic job. Appreciate you. I'm going to close the show this week with a piece by the Hydropods called Welcome. And next Thursday it is. Good night, everybody. Welcome. We want to welcome you all, ladies and gentlemen, friends, distinguished colleagues, honored guests, Republicans and Americans, assorted associates, strangers, automatons, and borderline perverts. Welcome to those with kicks and Tourette's, the poofed and primped, slobs, manglers, leg wrestlers, and knobs, those with balsa wood peckers and poker chip ears. Welcome. Benefactors, unibombers, lovers and cheats, overeaters, underachievers, chronic sufferers, and the morbidly pleased. Welcome. Heterosexuals, homosexuals, homo-heteros, homebrewers, transgenders, hermaphrodites, metrosexuals, non-genders, cross-top buns. And a shout-out to the eunuchs, castrados, antisexuals, and the proverbially corked in the audience who wouldn't know sexy if it buttered your nipples in Belize. Aficionados of the spoken word, bibliophiles, boxicarians, literarians, fictionographers and fabulists, readers, writers, listeners, known Googlers, and the recently Googled. International foreign nationals, clubfoots, rednecks, bigheads, the unibrowed, underarmed insurgents, and the ambidextrously armless. Bee herders, Politicos, executioners and podiatrists, welcome. Harlots and holographs, ham bones, honey pots and coat hangers, vegetarians, cuspidors, carnivarians, bicuspidors, and cud chewers. We'd especially like to mention the blind, deaf mutes here tonight who have shown the world that poetry is still alive even though they can't read, hear, or talk about it. We'd also like to welcome the haphazardly haggard individuals with halitosis, random hecklers, and the bald. Men and women of the cloth, people of the dish towel, and especially Sponge Boy. Thanks and welcome to Gorilla and Poems of Pretense.